0: That's the nonconformist part.
1: Feral Audio. This is
2: Hi,
3: I'm Courtney Barroso. We're on
2: the floor of Comic-Con at the Starburns booth.
3: I feel like you're being so fake right now.
2: I am, (laughs) because I'm trying to do a fucking intro. It's
3: really sweaty in here.
2: You guys are about to hear the podcast from Hall H. It was great, and we're gonna do interviews with other like
3: with random people and like people we know and like
2: other hosts from Paralabia.
3: I feel like we made this all about us. You guys, the Hall H. Okay, so let me try <laughs> to tell you the significance of what happened at Hall H yesterday. Um, so Feral Audio is the first podcasting network to like have a thing at Hall H, which is like this major hall at Comic Con. I don't know shit about Comic Con. I just like want to say I would never come here on my own volition, not in a shitty. Like I don't. I'm not saying that in a weird way. I'm just saying like this is like a new world for me. So I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm really excited to learn.
2: We're real fish out of water here. <laughs> Do you guys want to go over that War Boy with me and see if he wants to get a picture?
3: Okay, Corey's obsessed with War Boys from Mad Max, so we're on the hunt for them.
1: Yeah!
4: Hey everyone, listen, we are here for the Feral Audio Live podcast recording at Hall H. Every other thing that you see here in Hall H is a panel. This, we don't want you to think of this as a panel. We would like you to think of this as a podcast. So please transport yourselves to the Feral Audio Recording Studio in Burbank, where you will be standing behind a microphone and where fearless, fearless engineer and producer Dustin Marshall, who founded the Feral Audio Network, is mastering all of your audio personally. Now, I'm really, really excited to be here today. My name is Sean. You're not here to see me. You're here to see some really incredible and awesome talent. So to start with, we want to start bringing out our shows, get you to meet our guests, and we're going to have a podcast, and you are all going to be part of it. And if I didn't mention this already, this is a historic occasion because this is the first time that a podcast intended for publishing as a podcast on a podcast network has ever been recorded in Hall H. Congratulations. You're making history with us all right let's start taking out some of these hosts who are awesome and they can't wait to see you our first show up is one that you may have heard of it's from the gentleman who coined the term
5: yacht rock
4: does anybody know what yacht rock is all right so these guys have now gone beyond yacht rock and in every episode they will be Counting down the top ten songs in an arbitrary genre of their own making and when they do It may sound a little bit like the clip. We're gonna play for you right now
6: Imagine Drake led into a room. It's dark. He sees a shadowy
7: figure who says
6: hey, Drake What do you think of when you think of summer?
7: Uh, Let's see Uh, desperation sad robots bummer Calypso music wrong Oh. Uh, I'm on shuffle.
6: <laughs> <laughs> the lights explode on. It takes years for Drake's eyes to adjust. And when they do, he sees David Lee Roth raising his hands in a Christ pose.
4: Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome David B. Lyons, Hollywood Steve Huey, Hunter Stare, and J.D. Riznar, the hosts of Beyond Yacht Rock. So that was from uh, that was a clip from Camaro Summer. Would you I mind? I thought that uh, got
8: edited out. Yeah, well, Un- it was Camaro un-edited. Summer.
4: <laughs> what was that? What was that all about? What was the top ten for Camaro Summer? What was the what was the the the, the, the impetus? Oh, uh, well, Camaro
6: Summer is wow, that's loud. Camaro Summer is uh, it's about songs, hard rock songs from the '80s that are just super positive and make you feel really good. And it
9: sound good coming out of a Camaro in the yeah. summer.
6: And the Drake song we are playing is this, so- this year's Song of the Summer, and it's garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Summer is much it's real depressing. We might be aging
10: ourselves it. on that. Yeah.
4: So the, the men of Beyond Yacht Rock have officially challenged Drake <laughs> to create a better summer song, is what I'm hearing. I,
8: yeah. yeah,
11: sure. Uh, yeah. He can be. do it.
4: All right, well, we got a lot more shows to bring out, so we're going to keep it going. Our next show up is something that I'm very, very excited to introduce to you. Who here is a fan of the film Neighbors 2? who here is excited about the upcoming television show, Son of Zorn. Well, did you know that one of the stars of Son of Zorn and Neighbors 2, Johnny Pemberton, has a podcast on Feral Audio called Twisting the Wind that's incredible avant-garde abstract comedy art? If you didn't, you're about to hear some of it right now. This is what happens when your dad tries to be too cool. Dad,
12: why'd you put a fog machine in my room? dad i don't want a fog machine i don't want disco lights i don't want anything in my room that's going to distract me from doing my homework dad just because you are in a freaking band in the 70s and you're super cool and you're really good at playing the drums and you've got a cool sort of like like haircut that looks like pete townsend but cooler and you are a garbage man you collect vintage
4: beer stein. ladies and gentlemen please welcome johnny pemberton We didn't think you were going to make it, Johnny. What? What? Uh, what? Would
13: you,
4: would you like to offer any context for that clip? Or do you feel like it's very just
13: non sequitur right here? I was kind of just uh, talking about my friend Jeff's dad. Rock on. Who, Is he that cool? He's probably less cool than that. But that's filtered through time. Awesome.
4: I yeah. like that. Is there anything you'd like to say to Hall
13: H? Hall H? H is for hotel. Ooh. Woo! Ah. <gasps> All right everybody. What's your room number?
4: <laughs> we've got we've got more shows coming up. Let's keep it rolling. Our next show is the Doughboys. Now, I love it, we've got Doughboys fans here. You guys probably know Mike Mitchell from his work on the Birthday Boys. You probably know Nick Weiger from his work as a writer on Comedy Bang Bang. And if you've listened to their show, you would know that every week or every episode, they go to a different restaurant, usually a chain restaurant or some fast food, and they get really real about what their experience was there. Something like what we'll hear in this clip. Um, Talk about your entree a little bit, Mitch. You guys are being so nice to
14: Karo's. <laughs> I'm being honest. Like you were their hostage sense. at one point, <laughs> And now you've fallen in love with that. Like, I, I, I can't, it, it almost killed the spoon man. Weiger, you, you, don't, think about that. You're a good friend. Uh, we don't like each other. Uh, and so I, I got a barbecue roast beef sandwich. Um, it was a prime, a prime oh. rib, correct? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well,
4: I don't know. It looked like a spider's
14: nest, so <laughs> I have no idea what it was.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger, the Doughboys! <laughs>
15: <laughs> Spoonman!
4: So, guys, have you been back to Caro's lately?
16: You know, uh, more and more Caro's locations are being shuttered,
4: justifiably. <laughs> I actually think that's, that's pretty good. Uh, Mitch, do you have anything you want to say? Nope. Uh, I'll <laughs> never go back to Caro's again, I guess. All right. Well, I am sorry to all of the Karo's Great. representatives here. All right. Let's bring out our next host. We've got some really, really awesome stuff here now. Uh, who's ever been to a slumber party? Yeah. Would you all like to hear... Well, Oh, we forgot to mention something. I, I screwed up. There is a limited edition Feral Audio t-shirt available only at booth 3917 by artist Julia Heglin. Her Instagram is Sanmi Sanmi. She's really awesome. You can get these at our booth. It's the only place you can get them. There's like 50 of them in existence and when they're gone, they're gone forever. So we, please, go to get 3917, to it? Yeah. hook it up.
13: Do we get to tickets? Yeah, you can get one. Yeah, sure.
4: yeah. Just checking. Yeah. lot of us. We were going to try and put Nick in one, but we completely forgot. (laughs) That's why that slide is there. All right, let's keep it rolling, because we're going to go to a slumber party right now. One of our favorite shows here on Feral Audio. Oh, it's out of order. Put Your Hands Together is not a slumber party. I'm screwing this up. This is what you get when you don't put the professional comedian as a moderator. Uh, Put Your Hands Together is a show for any of you who don't live near a awesome comedy club, you can actually visit a comedy club anytime that you want, because Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher are putting together regular shows every week of some of the best up-and-coming comedians and some of the biggest comedians, or some of the biggest stars in stand-up comedy, and every week you get to experience just a little bit of magic. But more than that, Cameron and Rhea are also incredible stand-up comedians in their own right. Their show is coming out on CISO in August. It's called Take My Wife. And let's play a clip so you can get to meet Cameron and Rhea.
17: What do you, like, in the whole world, what do you want to do? She was like, I want to eat spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to watch Believe Land. And I was like, oh, great. She was like, it's a documentary about a Cleveland. And I was like, that's cool.
18: I will watch that Because You guys, video. I don't talk like that at all.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher.
11: This is
4: me. How was uh, how was Believe Land?
19: Oh my God, it's so
18: great! Did you know that Cleveland won a championship for the first time in 52 years?
4: What?
17: Uh. Leah is jazzed about it, and she's been talking to everybody about sports. And it feels like this is the perfect room for a great place uh, uh, to uh, talk I'm, about I'm sports. I'm out here.
4: I see a lot of high school jocks.
17: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of LeBron Jameses out there. Not just the fans, but the LeBron Jameses themselves.
18: So much LeBron James cosplay going on, and I'm really loving it.
4: That's hot. It's hotter than Harley Quinn right now. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to keep it coming out. We've got more shows, and this time I'm actually going to get it in the right order. You may know him from the Sarah Silverman program and from a variety of other beautiful comedy things, but what I'd really like you to know him from right now is his podcast, Mr. Steve Agee and... uh. And here's a quick story that he shared in a recent episode.
20: My first memory, as far as I can recall, is uh, being on the beach with my mother. And my mom only drinks Pepsi. She hates Coke. So there's a Pepsi sitting in the sand next to her, and she's reading. And I remember seeing a bee, bumblebee, land on the Pepsi can. And just I remember watching it crawl around the top and then crawl inside the can. Oh, my God. And then my mom picks up the no. can. <laughs> And here's how young I was. I couldn't tell her. Yeah. I couldn't even speak. That's oh, how young wow. I am. I just remember watching my mom drink the can and then spit and just start yelling. And then uh, she had to go over to the lifeguard who, like, I think, <laughs> tweezed out the stinger out of her.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Steve AG.
20: How you doing, Steve? I'm sponsored by Pepsi. I had to play that clip. I'm sorry. We've still got a few seats down front. Come fill them in. We could have done this in my hotel room.
4: <laughs> All right, guys. Steve, how are you doing today? You feeling good?
20: I'm great. I'm, I, I took a Xanax, so I feel good.
4: <laughs> Rock on. I can deal with the crowds now. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. We're, we've got a few more hosts to bring out, and this time I'm actually correct in stating that we are going to go to a slumber party. If you don't know them already, you may have seen them on the Cooking Channel, or you may know that their show, Slumber Party with Ali in Georgia, is now a full-on TV show on full screen, but it's also still a podcast. Let's hear maybe one of the conversations they've had at a slumber party.
21: I learned that some creative genius mm-hmm. made a Yelp page for... an a thing. Okay. I'm gonna let you guess what the <gasps> thing is. Oh no! What did they make
22: um, a Yelp page for? Winter solstice. No. Um, flatulence. No. Um, pants. No. I don't know. Newborn babies. Whoa!
4: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Allie Ward and Georgia Hardstark. It's now at the point where everyone coming out is so far away. Hi. Hi.
21: Hi. I took a Xanax too. Oh, Me too. It's yeah, a
4: Xanax party in yeah. here. Whatever. I think I'm the only one not.
21: And I
17: do want to make a point of order. We're a married couple, so technically our show is a slumber party as well.
4: Ooh. Ooh. This is true. Actually, one of your bits, which I will not even try to paraphrase and ruin, involves uh, a night- nighttime ritual and a certain person staring from a corner.
17: Yeah. yeah, that you made that sound so much worse.
23: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
17: but he a sleepwalker. That's what you're talking about.
4: Yeah. you talking I should about have just said that, shouldn't I? No. 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 <laughs> All right. I'm going to stop sucking. We actually don't want to forget about Georgia's other show on Feral Audio. It's been a runaway hit this summer. She co-hosts it with the amazing and lovely Karen Kilgariff, who couldn't be here today. It's called My Favorite Murder. Is anyone in here a fan? All right, let's hear a clip from My Favorite Murder.
19: He starts running. Jose Bergwong calls for his two sons. Oh, yeah. And says, run after him. Yeah, it so these two boys start running. As they start running, everyone in the neighborhood <gasps> sees it and starts running, too.
21: <gasps> Can you f- imagine? There's 200 people no. running up the street. How did I
4: never know that? <laughs> Georgia, what were they running from?
21: That... That was about Richard Ramirez, the way the Night Stalker got caught. Ah. His fucking Boyle Heights were like, that's the Night Stalker. And 200 people in Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, ran him down and started beating him up. Isn't that amazing?
4: Wow. So they weren't really, they were, yeah, that's community action. All right. Let's keep rolling. We've got a few more hosts to bring out. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you're spiritual people, but when I get spiritual, and especially when I'm wearing this t-shirt, I like to listen to a certain comedian who you may have seen on Drunk History. But more importantly, he's, he's not just a podcast. This man is a movement. Uh, his name is Duncan Trussell. His show is the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. And let's hear a little bit of some knowledge that he spits.
24: It's really interesting how the power of imagination in your own mind has security guards that if you decide to imagine something that's too ridiculous, you'll actually get an alarm system set off in your brain, which is like, that'll never happen. So don't even bother thinking right. about it. But, and it's funny if you really want to get into deep woo-woo sh-t, it's funny if the great architects have already recognized the fact that the force of human attention is so powerful that it tends to shape reality, yeah, and so they've managed to condition the human mind with these internal force fields to keep all of us from imagining these kinds of utopian societies right. because they know if enough people did it, it would move in that direction. But just for fun, if you just imagine.
4: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's imagine Duncan Trussell Hey, Duncan. Hi. I love that rant. Oh, thanks a lot. Johnny was there for that. What's that? that Johnny was there for that. That's one of Johnny's episodes with you. That was
24: me going, uh-huh. Oh, uh, thanks for doing that. Thanks for putting up with me. I, I couldn't believe that uh, I was hearing my raspy, seemingly lesbian voice being blasted out in that way. I well, snorted Xanax. <laughs> we could tell.
4: Duncan, before we bring out our, our last couple of guests, would you like to perhaps lead the whole room in an ohm?
24: Oh, yeah, sure. You guys want to do an ohm? Yeah. All right, so uh, it's pretty easy. Uh, it sounds like ohm, and you just do it. So <laughs> <laughs> let's give it a shot. Ready? It sounds really cool. And And if we do it a little longer than anybody feels comfortable doing it, it'll get better mm-hmm.
20: over time hold, wait do you hold it out or you repeat it over
24: and over you just go like oh. you guys hearing. have to oh.
4: That was nice. Who who
14: held that out? That was awesome.
4: Wow. Wow. Hey, everybody. You are now spiritually centered, properly aligned. Your chakras are in order. I think it's time to bring out our final panelists, and we can get this recording kicked off now that we've got 30 people out here. (laughs) Uh, You probably know our next guest from Community, or Rick and Morty, or perhaps you know them from Harmon Quest on CISO, a spinoff of... Harmontown. And on Harmontown, anything can happen when Dan Harmon, the mayor of Harmontown, takes the stage with his game master, Spencer Crittenden, and comptroller, Jeff B. Davis. And let's hear a little something from what happens when Dan gets into one of his frequent freestyles. All right, Ice-T explaining the simulation in a,
0: in a rap. Y- yeah. Simulation, Ice-T Nation. The simulation is causing fascination. Why? Is it the Matrix? Are we a battery? Well, that concept don't work thermonuclearly. <laughs> Yo, if there was a simulation, it would have three rules. Rule number one, love Ice-T. Rule number two, it's all about me. Rule number three, I made your mama pee. so hard, she can't even see.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, Woo! please welcome Game Master Spencer Crittenden and the Mayor of Harmon, Dan Harmon.
0: Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> Z- <laughs> it's uh, it's not a format that lends itself to clips so much, as you know. If you're a fan of podcasting, it's about forming a relationship with the people, so it's kind of like. Any 15 seconds of a podcast is kind of like, oh, I, uh, ah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
4: (laughs) It's just a sample. So, welcome, everyone. We have our panelists up here, and we're just going to talk about podcasting, but I do want to check, we have one more show, and I don't know if she's on the line, but our show called Chelsea Peretti, in which people call Chelsea Peretti. Do we have Chelsea here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna hang back. Who knows Chelsea best, and would like to to tell her what's going on here.
13: No one knows me. There we someone go. from hang the back. audience.
4: <laughs> Hi Chelsea, it's Steve Ag. Uh,
13: next. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I tried. Sorry, I tried. <laughs> tell, pre- someone pretend they're Andre Brower. <laughs>
19: <laughs> just kidding. Hi Steve.
20: I miss you.
19: I miss you so much.
20: <laughs> you should see all
4: the people here.
19: I don't. I can't hear anything.
4: <laughs> Neither can we. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe Chelsea can only hear the mic board. Is
15: that yeah, true, Chelsea? I, just
19: wanted, I wanted to call in because being there is too much of a terror threat. So I just wanted to. Hear <laughs> <this a song. laughs> you guys will probably be fine, but I just didn't want to take a risk.
4: We are in a safe room. Chelsea, is there anything you'd like to tell the people of Hall H in particular?
19: Um, I, I don't really get the significance of Hall H to you as a moderator.
4: Ah. well, so Hall H is a really sacred place for Comic-Con goers. Wouldn't you say so, folks? Uh, <laughs> so they're at church right now, Chelsea, and you're the sermon. Oh, oh
19: okay. Cool. Well, praise God.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we got real spiritual. Let's kick off the panel. There's a lot of people up here, and I know it's going to be tough to throw to each one. So what I'd like to do is just throw a question out there, roll down the line show by show, and and you guys answer it. And if honestly, if you think it's a dumb question, you can kick it back at me because I don't want to screw this up. So the first thing that I just want to talk about with you guys is why are you podcasting? All of you have other things that you do, we mentioned some of your other credits on the way out here, why is podcasting important to you and what does it afford you that, that you can't do in other media? So we'll start with the, the men of Beyond Yacht Rock here at the close end and we'll keep working our way down.
6: Well, we had an internet show that was popular a long time and,
7: ago. 11 years ago.
6: And that glory faded.
7: Yeah. nobody. Then,
6: but the name stuck. Uh, and then SiriusXM did a channel on our genre and had him co- had us come and do an hour and we did all this research on this music it was like this is fun to do again let's do it let's, let's
8: get the band, band back together yeah a short so we, version we, is we we were bored
7: and the mm-hmm. thing is we sit around and talk about music in our living rooms uh, one of my friends said it's like riding in a car with us where he's not allowed to talk and uh, so we just started recording
9: it and people seem to like it I think I'll, oh, go ahead. Oh. also being uh, being huge music nerds like we are it means that we know the answers to a lot of questions that nobody is ever going to ask us. <laughs> so a podcast lets us ask those questions of each other and tell the world how much we know about music. And oh. nobody has to go, hey, what do you guys think of, of, of such and such an artist that nobody has ever heard of except for like 10 people in the world? Well. Wow. Let's have a real deep conversation. Yeah. Also, oh. we don't ha- we
8: spare our uh, significant others of having to hear that sure. by doing the podcast. So interesting. We're really, we're loving people. Hmm. Johnny, how about you, man? What, what got
13: you into twisting the wind? Why do I podcast? Yeah, man. I podcast because I can, and it's fun, and it's <laughs> something that I like to listen to that no one can take away from me. Rock on, bro. And that Dope. sounds sounds cheesy, but it's true. <laughs>
0: I actually happen to know Johnny, Johnny was born with no podcasting lobe in his brain and is therefore a hero for podcasting. Wow. Yeah. wow. Exactly. I mean, it's it's like, trivia. He doesn't play that up. He doesn't want to like, just get automatic credit. He wants to be a good podcaster. But the truth is he can't do it
15: <laughs> by
0: God's decree and the only way God expresses himself, which is what he did to you. Um, and he overcomes that so he's technically beyond an atheist all the way into like beating God by podcasting I don't know if you're interested in that you
4: maybe want to tune in this is tuning in a thing that That's ex- That's that's exceptionally deep. Johnny. How do you feel about being revealed like this before everyone?
13: Why do I podcast? Because exactly what Dan said Awesome, Dill boys how about you?
14: Uh, I think we podcast, we can be heard with the benefit of, uh, no one having to see us is a plus. <laughs> um, so that's, I, I think that we both wanted to do, continue doing something
16: without having to go to a theater and yeah, it's, it's the easiest creative outlet. I think is yeah. I, it's like the least amount of effort for the most reward that you can do. <laughs> Sorry. In 2016.
14: Sorry if that's an insult to everyone else on this panel
4: here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Cameraria, I know you work pretty hard on your show.
17: Yeah, I mean, man, did you set us up with that (laughs) bunch (laughs) bunch of dudes rolling in here. We do this for no reason because it's fun (laughs) and easy. We are lesbians fighting to create our own space in this world. (laughs) Woo! We want to be able to be able able to listen
1: to us and not judge us by our haircuts
15: or our hats. <laughs> but
17: then see our haircuts and have that add to their love for us. Or this hat. Yeah. It's important. Actually, specifically, our show is a stand-up podcast. It takes it is recorded in Los Angeles. It's important to me, to Rhea. We talk about this all the time. It is, it is an opportunity for anybody that doesn't live in LA to see the kinds of stand-ups that live in L.A., do this every day, do this professionally. You can hear that in your house if you live in Kansas City. Nothing against Kansas City. It's just that, like, we don't live there. <laughs> so we want to give them access to us. But, yeah, it's also a good opportunity to talk to my wife on stage. Otherwise, we'd just We're, be doing with, this. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd just work with Talking each other. on stage.
4: Yeah. Being a podcast with each power other. couple. Yeah. <laughs> Rock on. Steve, why do you podcast? Well, I'm
20: glad you asked. I've been told I have a really great voice. And um, that's really...
14: <coughs> I'm sorry. I was told I have a really great voice. No,
20: um, I just... Uh, I have a lot of free time. And it's really easy to do. I'm sure half the people out here have podcasts. Um, and I uh, I wanted to meet and get to know and start relationships with lesbians
4: and pretty cool. I don't know. I
20: have free time. That's it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Allie in Georgia, why slumber parties?
21: Uh, Slumber party was kind of an excuse to be able to meet really cool people and ask them weird questions that they don't normally get asked and make them wear pajamas too. Yeah.
22: We work in TV and uh, we're not allowed to talk about uh, people's bodily fluids. Mm. We're not allowed to say a lot of the words that we do. So the podcast was this, this little cave where we could say disgusting things and talk about things that were Way too personal without like our parents, hopefully. Listening. So and also, you know, we, we're we're best friends and I we always kind of really believe that you should monetize friendships if you can. Um, so I don't know why we're on feral, but um, no, kidding. Um, but yeah, so we just uh, we just are branding ourselves. Right? Yeah. Rock on. It's fun.
4: Rock on. I don't even know who's at the end, but I'm guessing it's Duncan Trussell. <laughs> Hey, buddy, why, why'd you start your show? And I know it's got some big meaning for
24: you, too. Um, well, I, I'm, uh, I'm under contract with uh, DARPA, CIA, and uh, the CIA Monsanto to uh, sonically manipulate the world uh, and spread the uh, New World Order Luciferian globalist agenda <laughs> into as many minds as I possibly can to shift the planet in the direction of a techno-frequency where we can all upload our consciousness into the cloud and drop our meat bodies so that they rot eternally on this blasted planet and we soar into the galaxy. That, uh, watching, watching that translated into sign language
4: was awesome. Yeah, you really gave him a run for his money.
24: <laughs> wow, cool.
4: Dan, Dan and dance
14: back. What's the Illuminati
24: guys... in sign language? Illuminati? <laughs> Illuminati? Yeah, oh.
14: I think
20: he That
24: ain't the sign, like brother. It.
14: Sign language,
20: (laughs) I'm so tired of doing sign language. Somebody
0: get me something to drink. I'm sure everybody's tried this before, right? Hello, my name is Richard. I am not translating what they are saying.
15: I am talking uh, to you, uh, time is now.
17: (laughs) Why don't we make sure anybody here that's uh, needing to use this, uh, why don't we make sure that they feel ashamed? just want to thank my fellow panelists for making sure that people, that this man's uh, job is hard.
4: No, I think, I think he's, I, actually, I was going to say, I'm yeah. extremely impressed with how He's keeping up with all the voices and crosstalk. It's, yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh, Dan, why don't we, where did Harmontown start? Because you ended up making a documentary about it.
0: I, yeah, I, I, I started, uh, I slipped into podcasting first by admiring, like, some of the people up here, like, I, I, uh, uh, not that all of them aren't admirable, but I mean that some of the people up here are the first people I ever heard podcasting, Duncan Trussell in particular. Uh, I remember um, my my now ex-wife, the lovely Erin McGaffey, podcast pioneer of her own right, um, get, getting into the car to go somewhere and she the, her podcast would come on that she would subscribe to and Duncan's was one that came up and he was talking about his breakup with Natasha um, who he used to do a podcast with and it was it was just him talking for about 10 minutes and I had never heard anything because I'm hearing something that's professionally recorded through an audio device and at that time I was like After 10 minutes I said, what the hell is this? What's going on? Why is this person talking this way? It's not the home shopping network, it's not AM radio, it's not FM radio, it's not TV, it's it's also not like your uncle's diary that you found in your attic. It's something completely different. This is a person just sharing with us what the hell is going on in their life. Um, and she walked me into it and introduced me to Dustin Marshall and at the time I was also like blowing off steam by doing this Harmontown one-man show thing in the back room of a, a comic book store And so we just I, I just connected those dots. It was after the Chevy Chase voicemail thing in particular that when when I did a thing in that show that wasn't yet being a podcast it, it ended up on TMZ, so I was like, well, then now I might as well talk about how I masturbate with everybody, <laughs> like, 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 so so that the next time something like that happens, at least there's like, well, I don't know, just you may as well do it, because I think before that, the reason not to do it was maybe so you don't get embarrassed, I guess. I don't yeah. know.
4: So but, Spencer, well, I was going to say, Spencer, you came into the show, though, as a fan, initially. Yep. Can yeah. you tell the, the, I mean, some of the folks here, I'm sure, would, would like to know how that happened.
25: Uh. I came to the show as a fan, and then uh, I was invited on stage, and then from then on out I was invited on stage. <laughs> and you've been the Game Master ever since, so the Dungeon Master. Yeah, I, I run I run a segment. I don't anymore. It's not even, no, we don't
0: even play anymore.
25: That was my origin though, yeah. I came on to uh, run a segment where we played Dungeons and Dragons live on stage. It was great. <laughs>
4: It was. If any of you go back and listen to those episodes, they're amazing. They before are. We, before we talk anymore, I just want everybody to know we are going to have a Q&A in a few minutes. If you want to line up, there's a mic right down here. Anyone who asks a good question, not a question that's like, Dan, tell me the, what's going to happen to Rick and Morty. But if you ask a good question, if it's about podcasting, if it's directed to the people on the panel, you're going to get one of these sweet enamel pins. They're limited edition. They're actually worth like 15 bucks each, 20 bucks each. Wow. So if you want one that's of good. these come ask a question, make sure it's a good one. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. But for now, I guess I'd like to throw this back to, to Cam and Rhea. Actually, cause
19: uh, no one really ever asked me why I
4: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chelsea Peretti. What, why do you podcast?
19: <laughs> um, well, thank you for asking. Um, I have a huge amount of fans. And for me, it was just really important as a way to connect with my fans um who like I've come to think of as Chelsea Nators and it's just really important that we have a way to dialogue and kind of rap about all things Chelsea.
4: What's the most Chelsea thing you've spoken about recently with the fans?
19: Um, no, I'm just kidding. I just hang up on people on my podcast. But um Anything involving panic, anxiety, fear, you know, being reclusive.
0: Wow. Uh, That's really deep. No, she said reclusive and then she fucking demonstrated Yeah, she recluded.
4: (laughs) She recluded her ass off. (laughs) Well, well, so I was going to ask, Camarilla, I mean, uh, something that that you mentioned is that you, part of your, your work is to make a point. And do you feel like podcasting is a way for you to make a point that you can't make anywhere else? And I guess I would say for all the people on the panel here, there's things that you talk about that you can't talk about anywhere else. So I guess starting with Camarilla in the middle, dodging around whoever wants to jump in, like what are some of the things that you've been able to do on the podcast that you probably wouldn't have done on another show besides say some dirty words? like what, How has it opened up your creativity?
18: I mean, since it's a weekly show, we tend to talk about like what has happened the previous week and uh, and it's a live show. So we have like an audience sort of experiencing that uh, topic with us at the same time, which I don't know how else you could do. You know, I, I think having the audience there with us is pretty unique to our show. What do you think, Cameron?
17: Well, I also think as a comic right now, as a stand-up comic, we are really thrust into the moment more than we've ever been obviously because of social media and podcasting we don't have to things don't have to go through networks or sensors we can just say whatever we want um and this is a really bonkers time for that to be happening because there's a lot of crazy uh, shit in the world right now and so it is really nice to have a place to talk about that right. I, I don't know what you guys are doing to cope with how genuinely terrifying everything is they're dressing
0: as poison ivy it's (laughs) taken care of
17: i think everyone's
13: on xanax here right (laughs) a lot of xanax was
17: named and a lot of poison ivy but not
0: to you know adderall is still a thing i mean that's still an option like there's been a lot of xanax plugging i just want to say adderall's still
21: i'm on both i've taken both today
4: Uh, (laughs) i mean i fall asleep naturally like i even when i don't want to I hope nobody in the crowd is falling asleep, and I hope you guys are getting ready to ask some sweet questions so we can give you pins Uh, for the panel. And just like generally, you can raise your hand and I'll throw it to you. Like, what is the what is the most fun that you've had, or what's the best thing that's come out of your podcast? Like, what was if you think about all the shows? Everyone here has done dozens of episodes at this point, so from all of that, and I know it's a lot to cast your mind back, but what's your favorite, or even least favorite? Like, what is just a moment that you remember that was
8: horrible? Or wonderful. You
22: know, uh, Georgia and I. Oh, I did not raise my hand. Yeah. No, go for it, Allie. So oh, sorry. Go. No, go for it. Uh, Georgia and I had a really, really bad year a couple of years ago, both personally. Like our lives were both falling apart in some way. I hope it's okay that I say oh, that. Oh yeah,
21: I'm fucking
22: was. Um, and Georgia had an engagement that broke off, and like all this, just, I just had it. Just rained garbage from the sky on my life. My everyone was sick in my family, and so we had this one episode called flash flood of sadness that was just just hashing out all of the awful things that have happened. And it's been really cool over the years to have people, as the podcast goes on, be like, hey, really glad everything worked out. And it's been like, we have this weird support group of people being like, hey, how's your dad's cancer? And I'm like, he's doing great. And that's so weird that there's people out there that know about our lives. But I think that it just, it made us a little bit more brave about confronting some of the garbage. I and think.
21: it's also nice because we I feel like I, we get to talk about, or I get to talk about depression and anxiety and therapy, and I'm really open about it, and I feel like I hear from a lot of people who are listeners who appreciate that because they're scared of it, and they don't really want to get help for it until they hear someone else talking about how normal it is, and so that's nice, too, to kind of... I
24: got one. The, the weirdest thing that happened from the podcast, we, we I think it's easy to forget how many people are listening to you, to your podcast and how who these people are there's so many different types of people but i got a my my agent contacted me and said he'd gotten an email from darpa from the department of defense because i've been talking about virtual reality on the podcast a bunch and i'm like oh that's clearly a troll i'm being trolled no one from the defense department is really trying to contact me but uh I, so i got i i i emailed the guy back and he's like look at the email do you think someone has hacked the department of defense it's a department of defense email because darpa they just they want to gather as much information as they can from all around the world so i got on the phone with this guy and we had this like long conversation about virtual reality and he told me something that i'm never allowed to say Whoa. about what's going on <laughs> over there
4: <laughs> let's just say you're very safe the red dot just appeared on i wouldn't forehead. say that <laughs> Why would you tell us that? That's a pretty good story. Uh Mitch and and Nick, what, what was what was a memorable moment for you guys?
14: We we did this thing called the Tournament of Champions. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, and, uh, it
16: gave us an excuse. We got to eat, uh, 18 cheeseburgers in a month. Yeah. It was basically like a, a March madness. Munch madness was our version where we, we tried to divine the best burger chain. And so we went to, well, how many were in that? 16 different burger chains, 16
14: different burger chains. We went to
16: them multiple, a couple of them, a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. And And we we got, did a single elimination tournament to determine the winner, which ultimately was in and out burger deservedly. So. And
4: you guys, have, you. Uh, you. you guys have some stuff coming up. I don't know if you want to talk about it now or mention it. Uh,
16: oh, yeah. Yeah, we have another
4: dumb thing like that that we're going to do next month. <laughs> uh,
16: the Dolympics, the 2016 Dolympics Susser Games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be a, another waste of ours and everyone's time. All right. You but at the rate we're
4: eating, we'll probably
16: be dead pretty soon anyway.
4: So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
8: Uh, let's go to Hunter over here. We, uh... We, it was weird. We talk a lot of, uh, about a lot of musicians on our podcast. And one of our most obscure things we've ever talked about, and this is, this was Steve's, was uh, something we called Easy Wickening. <laughs> and we talked about a, a side project of a Norwegian metal band who sang songs to the gods of the earth.
9: Hexvessel.
8: I- yeah. Hex Vessel. You guys Vessel. all know Hex Vessel. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I'm sure everybody knows. And they contacted us and said, hey, thanks so much for talking about us in your we podcast. Shit we shit
6: on them yeah. for five minutes. and they
8: Well,
7: not only that, that. Hey, thanks. Holly Knight reached out to us, too. She's a very famous songwriter that's written for Aerosmith and Bon Jovi and all these people. And she contacted us. That was exciting. Yeah, it's not
6: DARPA, but she wrote The Warrior <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty cool.
7: And it also gives us a great opportunity to take the piss out of Jimmy Buffett. But you know what's so looked, weird is yeah.
0: that DARPA wrote Genie in a Bottle. Yep. Um, <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. They
24: didn't write it, actually. DARPA didn't write Genie in the Bottle. It's actually the preserved brain of George Washington underneath DARPA that wrote Genie <laughs> and in And who would have thought? It's a toe-tapper. Yeah, you know, it's,
0: it's, a, it's a third-baseline hit. It's not <laughs> Hard Day's Night, but it's fucking, you know, you can listen to it while you're jogging.
13: When you're running from one of those robots, it looks like a cow. <laughs> All right. Those are real.
4: <laughs> no. Tell us, Johnny.
0: I, 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 can I can I use mine to say that Duncan not only lost his mom at one point, um, and like kind of like, like if you were a fan of his podcast, you were actually present for it from before it to after it, and everything through. And then also Duncan, in addition to that, like, you know, it, Found a lump one day and like went through the whole testicular thing, which is like commonplace. Is like like like, like that was what started to blow my mind about podcasting was the the you the, the fact that you become like this you form a relationship with this these people that you're listening to and and, and some of them and everybody up here that represents like a buffet. If you were I like to think of Feral Audio as like a party where like each room, everybody at the party is cool. Some people are more into Transformers and some people are more into Pop-Tarts, but like everybody <laughs> is going to be worth listening to for a little bit. Um, I, 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 like, like, that, that, I took that to a weird soundbite place. I wanted to give Duncan props for like, Thanks. there should be like a podcast award for like the <laughs> amount of yourself that you put into this stuff. Um, and um, I'm bad at ending thoughts.
24: Well, can can I say, you know, (laughs) one thing that uh, what we're used to in radio and media is the host doesn't change. There doesn't seem to be any kind of shift in the host's character. You know, uh, Bill O'Reilly stays Bill O'Reilly. Nancy Grace stays Nancy Grace. And what's cool about podcasts is you get to listen to people go through Whatever life is inevitably going to throw at them, and and it's a completely I think it's a very beautiful thing because if you watch TV too much or you watch, listen to radio too much, you'll start to believe that the way a human being is supposed to be is this buttoned-down, painted, unchanging personality, which couldn't be further from the truth. And it starts making you feel crazy when you realize yes. that from day to day to day, you're constantly shifting and you're always confused. So I think podcasting really helps people understand that what you think is your personal insanity is actually the experience of being a human being. And that's one of the beautiful things about it, I think.
4: Awesome. Awesome. Guys, I want to thank all of our panelists for being here today. Can we we give them a round of applause real quick? They've been doing amazing. I know it's a lot of people on stage and it's kind of random and it's a little bit disorganized, but Everybody here, I'm really, really glad that you're here, and I think the fans are really happy to see you as well. So let's open it up to Q&A, and people with good questions. Uh, oh, we've, we've got a spotlight. Right? <laughs> wow. All right, man. What's your question? Oh. What's your name? Where are you from?
26: Uh, I'm Steve from Long Beach. Hey, Steve. Um, <laughs> I wanted to first uh, say that I really appreciate
0: Put Your Hands Together and Harmontown for uh, bringing improv
26: into this sort of, space where I feel like you're kind of uh, uh, teaching, you know, people who aren't in any comedy industry how to apply improv
0: in their own lives just by listening to how you guys uh, pull it off. Um, And my question is, uh, back when I first started listening to Harmontown, Spencer, uh, I, I actually was convinced that you were... There, as a, a, a comedy writer, I'm wondering if you've ever considered um, maybe co-writing with Dan. On oh, yeah,
25: yeah. I bring it up to him all the time.
0: <laughs>
25: he, uh, he's always busy. It's weird. No, I don't know. That's a very kind way to disguise a compliment. I appreciate it very much.
4: <laughs> For the compliment, you will get a pin, sir. You can come on over here. This gentleman's going to hand it right to you. All righty, what's your next question? What's your name? Where are you from? What do you want to know?
9: Uh, my, my name's Mike from St. Louis, and I was just wondering what you guys recommend for people trying to get into uh, podcasting.
4: There's a dude behind you. It's really funny. <laughs> <Would>
9: you, th- <laughs> no, no. This, this guy? <laughs> do you see him?
4: <laughs> oh. I, can't, almost, I can't see him. If only this was... Cafferty! Oh man! All right. <laughs> so
9: <Back at>
1: <laughs> That
9: was, that was t- not planned. Okay, so what was your question again? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Just what you uh, recommend people to get who's trying to get into podcasting themselves. Uh, what's how, some how advice? There, what's that?
4: What's some advice?
9: Yeah, I want some advice?
4: Who, who wants to advise?
17: Get a microphone, a recording device, and begin. I I know that sounds so simple, and I'm not actually talking down to you, but it's the same, you know, as a comic, we get that question all the time, and I'm sure that there are people here who have much more extensive knowledge as to what you should do after you record it, like where you would put it or how it would go onto the computer. But um, you might know that I just said the computer. That's the level of knowledge we're talking about my end. But I really think that that is always the advice to give somebody when they're talking about how to start in the arts. Um, You know, we live in a time right now where you don't actually need a degree, you don't need training, what you need is like on the ground practical experience and you could begin that today, you could begin that later today with that dude, go find that dude who was behind you in the bathrobe and talk to him about his chest.
18: (laughs) (laughs) Chest cast.
6: I'd also say don't... Yeah, he'll chest cast. don't, uh, Don't think that the little thing that you love... Is, isn't worth podcasting. You podcast about that stupid little thing you love, and then you're yeah. going to find other people who love it. Oh, yeah. It yeah, the passion is going to
9: come out. The passion will come out, and it will be infectious. Awesome. Dude,
4: I'm going to give you a pen for that question. Thank you very much for, for asking.
0: Everybody gets a pen, no matter how bad Hi there, the question Hi.
4: What's
5: your name? Where the are you question from? question can be, can I
0: have a
2: pen?
22: Hi. <laughs> My name is Marcia, and I'm from
27: originally from New York City. And I kind of followed Dan Harmon into podcasting because of community, which I really loved a lot. Yeah. But um, I wanted to know: we
2: listen to you a lot. Do you listen to yourselves? Do you
27: <laughs> do you go back and um, and pull a podcast and go, you know, what the heck did I say or? You know,
0: that's an ama- That's a great question for a that podcasting battle, because I don't, yeah, and I I because I'm almost tempted to lie. Like like I, I, li- I listen to I listen to the show when I think I might have nailed it. <laughs> and I of I if I if I get too drunk, I do my show live and I drink and I, I think if I screw up, if I sound dopey. If I remember myself getting too political and not knowing what the hell I was talking about uh, for a 20-minute jag about Donald Trump or something, like I'll, I'll follow my shame, honestly. And the, the interesting thing is that I never, I never like go, oh, I think I sucked in that episode, so I'm going to listen to it. It's always, I think I ruled in that episode, so I'm going to listen to it, which is no way to grow at all.
15: <laughs>
4: hey, hey, Chelsea, do you listen to yourself?
19: Um, yeah.
4: <laughs> do you like it? I
19: do. Well, because I edit mine down. Like, I, I hate Sometimes I want to edit it down to like two minutes from an hour. So, yeah, I hate a lot of things about myself and
4: uh, the, the podcast. Uh, people are getting real excited here. I like it. Miss, that was a really excellent question. You get a pin as well. And we've got time for one more question. So, sir, what's your name? Where are you from? And what is your question? Better be good. Better be good.
28: Well, we'll try. Hi, I'm Lloyd from Anaheim. Um, Dan, I just want to say uh, I got into your podcast through your documentary. And, uh, it's a pretty good question so far. It's <laughs> a comment, but thank you. Uh, Steve actually brought something up and said, well, maybe people have podcasts out here. And I'm sorry, I'm nervous. Um, And what I thought is, there is, I feel, an oversaturation of podcasts by anyone, and I feel like there's such an eclectic group up there. Interesting intellectuals, smart comedians. I'm not that. And I love, or I would love to podcast, so me not being you, what would be some advice... Or what would you like to listen to for maybe some stupid schlub like me who wants to podcast or try to be? Are you trying to
4: get these guys to pitch you a podcast? <laughs> Please, for yourself.
0: I, I think you start. You just podcasted right there. Your unique point of view. Start with your self hatred. The thing that makes you think you you cannot have a podcast. Why can't you have a podcast? Is that that is the answer? Like like when? Well, can, when, yeah, like. Oh,
19: sorry.
21: Go
4: ahead.
21: Everyone has one.
4: Everyone has one.
21: What about a podcast where you review podcasts? If you love I'm podcasts. W-
4: I'm way
20: dumber than you. I can guarantee you that. And I've had a podcast for years. It's so easy. To <laughs>
0: it do. is. Call your podcast, I shouldn't have a podcast, and, and then talk about why you shouldn't have a podcast. Then take that <laughs> podcast, throw it a river, because it costs you nothing basically, start a new podcast called I had a podcast I shouldn't have had. <laughs> and you'll eventually work your way around of, you know, finding your voice and stuff. I mean, like there's, you know, for a lot of people, this is a political thing. Uh, I'm a straight white fucking you know, face of the devil guy. Like there the reasons why I shouldn't have a podcast aren't actually, you know, like reflective of like big deals. But there are people who are like, the reason I shouldn't have a podcast is technically because the system has a certain momentum, and that's called revolution. So you don't even know yet. You might be Che Guevara or uh, 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 Mr. Rogers or, or uh, Guy Ferrari. Who's that Viet- guy the, Vietti?: the, the Vietti. food guy? It's the Che Guevara of food. What's, like, what's his name? Guy Ferrari. Guy Ferrari. Vietti. Vietti. Vietti.
24: Yeah, and also real quick, that oversaturation thing. Forget that, man. That's a ridiculous idea. We have today technology that's completely inaccessible to the planet uh, just a few years ago that gives us the ability to connect to the entire planet in milliseconds. And really, that's not the point. The point is, this magical thing happens when you put a microphone, two microphones in a room, and, and have a conversation. It creates this focus and this this beautiful connection that for whatever reason doesn't normally happen in a conversation. So do a podcast for that. Do it just to experience an hour of focused conversation instead of the usual diluted, phone-interrupted, rambling stuff that seems to happen these days when people talk.
4: Awesome. I think that's a good answer. I'm going to give you a pin for that. That's all the time that we have for Q&A. So, come on, that guy had a question. Yeah, the one guy. All right, let, All right. Him, let him, him ask his question. Go for it, man. Make it quick.
29: It'll be quick. So, when you guys do your podcast, is your goal to be funny or interesting or just share personal stuff?
14: Like what are your what are your priorities? What a if dish. Why don't we let him yeah. ask something?
8: <laughs> <laughs> Lightning round. You don't want to think too much about it. You just
7: want to go in there and talk. And yeah, for us, the four of us, these are some of my best friends. It's great when I can make them laugh in the room. We just have fun talking to each other. Allie, how about you? I know you and
4: Georgia are friends yeah. outside the podcast.
21: Thanks. Yeah, we, um, I mean, the way we just talk to each other is kind of to make each other laugh anyway, so I don't yeah. think for a lot of people, for all of us, we... You know, humor is such a big part of our lives that it's never like this is a comedy podcast. It's just the way we talk and the way we kind of amuse each other,
22: right? I think we're constantly, even after like seven years of friendship, always trying to crack the other one up, and so we just do that. But the only problem is we will withhold good conversations because we'll be like, save it for the podcast. So I'll like not (laughs) know that like you know Georgia got engaged for like weeks because she's like, I wanted to tell you on the podcast, so you have to make sure that you funnel it the right way. But I will say that. Um, one thing that I love about Farrell is that there are so many really great, funny women on it. And we found when we started four years ago that there weren't a lot of women with podcasts, especially not two women. And Farrell and Dustin really like made a great home for that. And and we, you know, I think that it's grown and it's great for that.
4: Cheers great. to that! And we've actually got Thanks. two more of our lady podcasters here, Courtney Perosa and Corey Podell from We Should Have a Podcast. Hey. So let's give a round of applause yes. for them
18: for the vaginas.
4: All right, dude, you get a pin, because by unanimous decree, the Q&A session that was closed was reopened. All right, now here's the deal. We got five minutes to go, two minutes, and I got to get through a little bit of information, because Pharaoh Audio does not stop with this podcast recording at this panel. In fact, all weekend long here at Comic-Con at Booth 3917. You'll see some of these folks up on stage signing. Cam we were just there making some fans very happy. You're also gonna be able to RSVP for an exclusive underground party featuring Cameron Esposito and some of the other comedians here today. So if you wanna get down with that, you gotta to go to birth, booth, birth, booth 3917. RSVP for the party, space is limited, so do it now if you're you're hungry for it. You can also come and get a t-shirt and some really cool stuff, so you gotta check out that booth. Next up, I just gotta tell you, we've got something coming live on Friday night. Dan Harmon will be bringing Harmontown at 10 p.m. to the Balboa Theater. And then on Saturday, you'll be able to catch up with the men of Beyond Yacht Rock at BYR Live and a party with DJ Claire to follow at the Whistle Stop Bar in San Diego, from 4 to 8 p.m. And not only that, but we've got a special announcement to end this recording session with you on. And we're really, really happy to tell you about something that's coming up next from Feral Audio. And that coming soon thing is, if we can get the slide to cue, Andy Dick and Dino Stamatopoulos. Oh, my God, no. (laughs) Skull Juice. It's coming soon so you're going to want to stay tuned to Feral Audio because these two are coming out with a podcast that is going to blow your mind and I'm not even going to tell you what it's about right now all you needed to see was that picture we've also got some really amazing shows coming up like Afterbirth with Matt Dwyer we've got new shows like Fear Based Life and all I want to do is talk or I just want to talk about Star Trek with Mike McCafferty you definitely want to check those out you can get them on iTunes if you go to iTunes.com slash Feral Audio you can also find them on our website at feralaudio.com. Not only that, but if we keep on moving through the slides because we are out of time, you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're at Feral Audio. And finally, if you want to support Feral Audio, please work with our partners MeUndies.com to get yourself some underwear. I don't want anybody here going free ball while they're at Comic Con. So please go to MeUndies.com/feral and get your free. You're your just wearing MeUndies today.
25: He's got undies on right now. Dan has undies on right now? He's wearing them right now. Yes, he
4: you. is. Not even planned. Oh, God. Not even planned. What Ladies and gentlemen, please give a hand to our panel on behalf of myself, Producer Dustin Marshall, Feral Audio, Starburns Industries, and the folks at MeUndies. These guys have been great. Give them a big round of applause. Thank you, Hall H. Thank you.
30: Thank you for listening to Feral Audio Live our San Diego Comic Con 2016 special I want to thank some people and I also want to explain what's happening I want to thank our creative director Sean Kittleson and our VP of sales Jason Smith our associate producer Noah Eberhardt our correspondent and executive intern Yusong Lu, who you'll hear interview the hosts at the booth Starburns Industries founders and producers Joe Russo James Fino Dan Harmon and Dino Stamatopoulos as well as all of Starburns Industries and the employees interns anybody who works there I made mean, this possible our special correspondents, Corey Podell and Courtney Peroso from We Should Have a Podcast. The artist behind the artwork for this podcast, our Hall H special, our limited edition t-shirts for the Comic-Con special, and the upcoming artwork for Dino and Andy's Skull Juice, Julia Hegland. You can find her at SomniSomni.com, sonmiso S O N M I S O N I hire her by her art. I want to thank Gary Marino, who made Hall Age possible. Steve Wilson of iTunes for supporting us and featuring us. And thank you for our sponsors for Comic-Con and this event, uh, MeUndies.com. If you go to MeUndies.com slash Feral, even if you go to MeUndies.com slash Feral Audio, you get 20% off on some cool-looking unmentionables. It helps our artists. It keeps specials like these happening, keeps us on the air, and our bandwidth paid. Thank you to Dave Hagen, the designer of the Feral Audio logo, and Shadi Patowski of Puny Entertainment. And what you're about to hear is every artist that came to our booth as interviewed by Song and our Comic-Con correspondents, Corey Podell and Courtney Peroso. We should have a podcast on the floor talking to anybody they walk by that looks interesting, or we'll talk to them. So thank you for listening. I'm glad you enjoyed that. And now, part two, Feral Audio Live, San Diego Comic-Con 2016.
2: I love your your I love Mad Max and I love War Boys and I wanted to know if we could get a picture. Oh absolutely. If can I get a picture with you? My name's Corey. What's we're your name? we're recording a podcast right now. Okay. What's am Angel. Angel Frost, yeah. What do you Angel. love Mad Max oh, like I, love, I do?
31: Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah I love, I love. It's uh I don't know, just the whole passion behind, like you know, just like well, especially the main character, the war boy that's in, you know, using blood yeah. pack as universal, which is my son. who's that's actually, your son. He's dressed as Mad Max.
2: Oh, I oh my <laughs> god, I didn't yeah, even so notice he kept, it. Uh, he's really playing a game right now, but oh, he's got the oh, he's got, got the, the muzzle the and the muzzle. everything. Yeah, we
31: got, the, we got him chained up. Today we didn't bring the. Uh, we usually have the um, a hose with uh, red dye in it, and it's oh, supposed to be the, the blood, blood bag? Uh, for the blood bag. So and I and people kind of joke around it because I have it attached to his to the neck collar, so <laughs> so I don't lose him. So I'm always walking. It's like I just kind leash. yeah, it's a kid leash. Yeah, oh it's my a cosplay my god!
2: This is the best. Thank uh, you. I really I don't know anything about Comic Con, so like, but Mad Max is like all I care about. Yeah, I'm on a mission. So and I've seen it
31: actually. I've seen a couple other ones, but yeah. um, you know, like me, I had before on uh, on Thursday when we showed up. I had a beard. I had. My hair long. Oh my god, you shaved it. So I shaved it, then shaved with a razor, everything well, except my eyebrows, but Yeah,
2: that's commitment. <laughs> that's commitment.
31: But that's really what it is. You know, when you cosplay and you're bring that character to life, it's just like, hey, go all in or just don't do it. You Next know? year
2: know. I'm gonna come as Furiosa. I, I'm
31: actually, gonna shave my
2: head actually, really and funny. get a re-
31: fake arm. Yesterday we uh <laughs> we we're it's really fun at Comic Con because Especially when you come, like for us, we came like this. Um, you can run into another pair or two or three people that are cosplaying the same movie or same uh, characters yeah. and join up with them and become a big group. That's and that's what dope. happened yesterday. We, we ended up with a, a gender bent Furiosa and Mad Max, so the girl was a Mad Max and the guy was Furiosa. I love it. So we're like, hey, why don't we hang out? So they hung out. With, we're walking around, just taking pictures like crazy. So that's it was what's awesome. cool about this
2: place. Like you meet people and you talk to people. It doesn't and-
31: matter where you're from, what language you speak, everything like that. Here we got the, you know, we got the geek on. We got our nerd <laughs> going on. We just, it's like a, I mean, we're like modern day hippies here. You know what I mean? So we yeah. just, everybody just loves everybody and just like. Walk up to people and be like, "Hi, how are you?" And yeah. it's just like a great environment. It's so, beautiful. It's you know, beautiful. No, no other better place to raise a kid. You know? was, where, where
3: are you from? Do you live around here? Know,
31: actually, we traveled up from Ensenada, Mexico.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You live in Mexico. I live
31: in Mexico, yeah.
3: That's so. Uh, I feel like an international is like, meeting. I know. I'm just so excited because this is like so actually special you're the first person we're interviewing we're interviewing people today and you like know everything like I feel like you're speaking so beautifully about like what this means to everybody oh, I, but, well uh, we're new and we're loving it yeah. So, oh, yeah we've never I've never done this before okay we're here with feral audio that's Dustin who created feral audio network what podcast do you listen to
31: um, just some of the bigger ones we listen to um, the ones from fever uh, um, nerd nerdgasm also does a podcast um, oh. Uh, well, you're going to be on it. ours,
2: yeah, if okay. that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we're super oh, yeah, famous. I,
31: yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done a few different podcasts. Unfortunately, it's hard for me to keep up with all of that. Like,
2: See, I thought we were just going to come over here, and you were just someone who was dressed up like a war boy. I didn't realize you were an expert at Comic-Con, and... Like just such a pro. It's so nice to meet you. What's your name again, first uh, and last name?
31: Uh, Angel Frost. So um, I'm from yeah, I'm from uh, Ensenada, Mexico. And my Facebook page is at. You can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that as Frost Cosplay. Cool. So F R O S T Cosplay.
3: I'm and so glad we met you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, so nice to meet you. So we're. This is. We should have a podcast. Like that's our podcast, but they're like amazing podcasts on the network too. That you might enjoy more than ours because ours is just like us, like. It's just about girls
2: talking to each other, but there's other ones that are cooler. Okay, yeah. well, we'll definitely check it out. <laughs> it was great
3: to meet Thank you. Nice to
2: meet
32: you. Have uh, a good day. So could I have you uh, say your name and what, sh- what the name of your show? Hello, I'm uh, Willie Roberts. I'm one half of real life sci-fi. Uh,
10: Wade Randolph doesn't like crowds, so he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> um,
32: what do you think of Comic-Con so far?
10: Uh, I've never been here before' I've been, I've been wanting to go for years and I in the back of my head I, I said, you know like oh, I'm never gonna show up until I have something like a booth or something and so I'm pretty stoked. I can't believe how crowded it is. Yeah. I just it's hard to sit here because I just want to run around. <laughs> what are your thoughts on like
32: the medium of podcasting?
10: Personally, okay, like I, my day job is I do props and set dressing and I'm trying to get out of that because I'm trying to do comedy and, and all this stuff, whatever. And um, right now I'm working on a talk show. And it's Mm -hmm. called The Talk. Uh That's Sharon Osbourne and Sarah Gilbert and Aisha, whatever. And um, it's weird to watch them talk because they get little snippets and then they have to go to commercial. And they don't get to go in depth. It's all just looking for, you know, quick lines. I know that they, you know, are opening up and saying real quotes. But podcasting to me is a different thing where, listen, the world has changed and we all live in our rooms. Mm -hmm. And instead of... I'm not this isn't a judgment but I grew up having group of fr- groups of friends over hanging out and I don't feel like that happens as much anymore so it's like podcasts are your friends you're hanging out you're listening to them they're having a, a normal conversation but, I, I, our show was inspired by just having drunk conversations at the bar where I'd go deep off into conspiracies and aliens and nobody believed me and you know whatever it's easy not to believe because your beliefs are almost predetermined for you based on the education system we have here. So at any rate, I just, I like getting into someone's brain and that's what podcast does. And it feels like, it feels like, you know, the people you listen to. Yeah. And I think that's just a magical thing that actually has a connection feeling to it, you know? And I don't feel like we get to connect to people as much anymore because your whole world is in your head. The whole universe is in your head, your phones, your TV, your mind, and and I don't feel like people connect as much as as they used to, and I think that podcasts is that new connection. I love them.
32: Doing real life sci-fi, um, even just working at Faro, have there been any like memorable moments? What What's great to me is that, like,
10: yes, I want my thing is in this great nation, we're supposed <laughs> to have a freedom of speech. What I've always wanted is just like I've always wanted my own secret society, so that I could talk about whatever I want to talk about. Right, and I'm like. I get to do that with podcasts, and and the, my favorite thing about having this podcast with Farrell is I've had people reach out to me and connect with me because they felt the same about something, and it just it just makes the world a little bit smaller. All I want is is for people to actually use their brains, actually think. Most of our life we just react, we react to everything. We're not actually thinking because you know what you're thinking of how to get your gas in the morning before work. That's a reaction. You're, yeah. you're not using your brain and I, I i just like people, ever I would like everyone to be open minded to be able to talk about everything without getting into an
32: argument. How can people find the show? How can people find you uh, and do you have anything to say to the the folks at home?
10: Yeah, well, it's just so weird because i'm I'm all over, but you have to search for me in all these different ways you know what okay. i mean i'm I'm mostly robotic Willie uh-huh. because I like to dance like a robot like at robotic Willie yeah on Twitter like. yeah um. Our 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 podcast is at theferralaudio.com, dot and it's also it's under the science fiction section and uh, you can also find us on iTunes which is really great so most podcast apps are connected to iTunes and you can just find us there real life sci fi mm-hmm. uh, the name of the show is that because I feel like you, you hear this statement all the time truth is stranger than, stranger than fiction and I, and I'm here to say it really is <laughs> I, I I really believe that. Uh, there is evidence that aliens have visited the Earth. There is proof within the cover-ups. There hmm. is proof within how they react to things. And, and, you know, when it comes to secret military and government and stuff, people say, like, well, how could they do all these things? They, we can't even keep a secret between us. And I'm like, the secret military, they're, they're, they're not connected to each other. So any secret they want to have is, is pretty easy because there's a select few that know. And I'm not saying it's hard to be, not be all dark and doom and gloom about the future, but we've got to break these things up. I don't think that you should be allowed to hold a public office and be a part of any sort of secret society that supersedes your position as a public official. Right. I have a million more questions, but thank you so much for your <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, you bet.
22: I am Allie Ward. I'm Georgia Hardstark, And we are of Slumber Party with Allie in Georgia. Uh, so. You guys
32: have started out as podcasters, but now you have your own show on full screen. Uh, what are your thoughts on like the medium of podcasting? Because I think a lot of people still find it like a, a niche medium. Um,
21: yeah, I kind of like that people find it a niche medium because the listeners, the people who are really into podcasts, and I'm really, really into podcasts, like, they feel like they're connecting with you in a way that they don't get over the TV or on screen. It's kind of like they're in the conversation with you or in your living room talking to their friends as well and I just feel like it's a, kind of a more intimate way to connect with people. I like that.
22: Yeah, I think there's something about podcasting that's like a confessional booth in a, in a church. It's like you say way more shit when there's no visuals. So I think podcasting becomes more intimate. And then also it doesn't uh, kind of um, monopolize your time like visual would necessarily. So I think uh, people who listen on audio are doing other things, but then it's great to go to full screen where if you want to see what we're doing and see our facial expressions and stuff, you can tune in that way. So I love that we can do both.
32: Do you guys set up the fort every time or is it stay up consistently?
22: We set it up, and if it's really sweltering hot, and we know that there's going to be like major swamp crotches, then we will sometimes forego the fort. But we will wear pajamas. I think it just makes people confess more stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it's like pretty manipulative. (laughs) (laughs) We had a live show with Dan Harmon, which is a memorable
21: show because it was freaking amazing, and because he wore a like like long johns with a butt flap, and they were epic. And that show was just I mean Dan Harmon. He shines. It was an amazing show.
32: How can people find you?
21: Uh, we are at Ally in Georgia on Twitter, um, on Instagram, we're Ally Ward and Hardstark and Slumber Party and my favorite murder podcasts. You can find me too and, and on Fullscreen, <laughs> on the Fullscreen app and, there, and you can go to Fullscreen.com as well to see live Slumber Party episodes.
32: Um, this seems a little redundant, but could you say your name and the show you host?
21: Yes, this is Georgia Hardstark, and I am the co-host with Karen Kilgareth on My Favorite Murder.
32: Uh, we're at Comic-Con. Um, what's it like having real-life co- real murderinos come up and discuss murder stories <laughs> with
21: you? I kind of love it because you realize, you know, how normal the people seem who are obsessed with murder, and they're also like, every single one of them is saying, my boyfriend thinks I'm crazy because I'm into murder. And I'm like, "Mine does too. So I feel like we're all the same kind of beast.
32: Have there been any like memorable moments during the podcast or like being at Feral that you can think of? Like,
21: Oh, my God. So many. I mean, Feral is family. I've been with them for so long. I think a memorable moment is when Karen and I were really deep into a conversation about murder. Mm-hmm. And then my fucking next-door neighbor lit off a firework. And we both freaked out. And it was terrifying. And we decided <laughs> to keep it in the podcast. Because it was hilarious. And then some... Listener wrote in and was like, I almost crashed my car when that happened because I got so scared.
32: Oh, my God. Yeah,
21: it was pretty great. That's
32: insane. <laughs> uh, on behalf of you and Karen, I guess, where can people, where can people find you?
21: Oh, they can. Oh, we have a My Favorite Murder Instagram account now mm. and a My Fave Murder Twitter. Mm. And the Facebook group that's private you have to join is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like the coolest people. They post the, the greatest stories and, and links. And that's just My Favorite Murder Facebook group. There's like 20,000 people in it.
32: Do you have anything to say to the, to the fans or um, to anyone who's listening? Thanks for supporting
21: Feral Audio. It's like such a cool punk rock um, podcast network and Dustin he just lets us do our thing and I, we appreciate it so much and I, I really love, love being part of it.
32: Cool. Yay. Um, thank you so much.
3: Thank you.
21: Let's go back over okay. to
2: um, the Feral Audio booth. Okay. Let's see what's going on there. Oh, the Dole Boys.
3: That was, like, such a, um, like... Because, like, Corey, the only thing she cares about is War Boys and, like, Mad, Mad Max. Max. Which I haven't even... I fell asleep during that movie. But it was, like I said, it's not the movie's fault. It was an emotional time. It was very late at night. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't process it. Oh, sorry. I don't... I don't love anything. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, a real character fall that I'm, like, re- <laughs> learning about myself here. I'm like, wow, people really love stuff.
2: I've been I've been thinking about that too, like how people are so passionate here, and I'm trying to think of things I'm passionate about. I mean, I like Mad Max. I, I love it, but I'm not, and I cool. thought maybe I would dress up as it, but, like, I didn't really think I, I knew I wouldn't, you know, because I don't love it that much. I'm not that passionate about anything. It's very, it's really making me look at myself.
3: Me too. <laughs> like, there's, like, a really nice, like, earnesty about, like, people that are obsessed with like stories and characters and all that stuff I'm like trying to think like what the equivalent would be
2: and also just the fact that he's like doing this with his son it's, it's like yeah that is so great
3: I realize like I look like I'm like cosplaying as like an American apparel model and I'm sucking on a lollipop right now
2: you do I'll hold this for a minute okay let's see what else is going on hi we're podcasting right now yeah this is these are the Doughboys. what are you guys eating
16: We've got these cinnamon bun Oreos. The Oreo has all these different flavor variants now, and uh, we're, we're giving the cinnamon bun ones a test drive. Um, yeah, give them a go, let us know what you think. We, we, were, we were hoping that it would attract people over to this booth if I haven't
14: mixed
2: up. Ha, has it? it. <laughs> has it? Uh,
14: yeah, I've seen people, I've saw one person come up and take one and leave and not talk to us, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what,
2: well, what is your rating on this? What do, you guys, what do you guys think about this flavor?
16: Thumbs down for
14: me. Do yeah?
16: We have a thing we do on the podcast, Snack or Whack, and uh, we're tallying it up. So far, the snacks have it. Um, but I'm snack, and Mitch is whack on this particular Oreo. Thumbs down. Like
2: I'm with Mike on the whack, but I'm still going to finish the cookie. Yes. You know what I mean? I'll it's, not eat. The whack. it's not whack enough to, to throw out. If you guys weren't here working, what would you be super into? Like, what would you be here to jam on?
16: You know, huh. there's this guy right behind you right now with a Yoshi hat. I think Yoshi's pretty cool. So, if there's anything Nintendo themed specifically in the Yoshi world, I'd be into that. Yeah. I would get. I would dress up as Mario and I'd ride Wagger around the, the, uh,
14: the hall. This <laughs> is perfect. Well, I
3: would love to see that.
2: That'd be great.
14: Yeah.
3: All
2: right.
14: What would you guys be?
2: I would be someone from Mad Max. That's the only thing I give a shit about. Yeah. We,
3: I thought... She's already,
2: Courtney's already dressed as an American apparel model. <laughs>
15: but,
3: listen, I, you know, I didn't really, I didn't, We did bring costumes. I was oh, like, yeah, what if we, we both dress up like Marsha Clark from the OJ, you know. Because that's, that's like, I don't know, I connect to her on a weird level.
14: Like after she did the weird perm thing or...
3: Yeah, I mean, like, I think that's funnier wig-wise.
2: I agree. We, we brought, so we brought, like, boxy business suits and some wigs. But we just, I think we, we both decided it, it's not going to play.
14: We could be like your Kato Kalins uh, <laughs> in terms of the level of celebrity we'll
2: ever attain. <laughs> the Doughboys are, are really famous. You guys had a ton of people in the crowd yesterday at the podcast. We heard, we heard a smattering plus of applause.
14: I don't know. I feel like we had, I think we had a couple ringers. Don't you? I think there was seven. There were, We had a couple friends in the crowd. We
16: had some people come by. I think there's some genuine enthusiasm for the Doughboys podcast I inexplicably.
14: I don't believe, I don't believe the I mean, came up and a man with a foxtail came up and looked at the oreos and walked away just now
3: we're blocking
2: we are i know this is your booth time and we're stopping your fans from from hoarding your your booth that's the nicest
14: thing to say that's that's the (laughs) nice thing to say where people can't see that
16: that's not the case (laughs) that's the reason there's no one here the only reason
2: what's the best thing you guys have seen like the best costume most impressive um I don't. Uh, that war boy costume sounded impressive. <laughs> yeah, the one you described.
24: That's what I'm into.
14: Uh, I saw a guy outside who was dressed up as one of the Mythbusters, and I thought it was him. Oh, so wait, I, a
2: Mythbuster?
14: Yeah, Mythbuster. I know that's the one from worst like the answer.
2: Discovery Channel. From the
14: Discovery Channel. I'm sorry for giving me the worst answer. I was. I thought it was him. I th- really thought it was the guy from Mythbusters, and it was just a guy trying to look just like him. It could have been him, actually. Yes, I,
3: they, I watched a TED Talk where the guy from Mythbusters talked about Comic Con and like his cosplay shit, right? Really? Did I? The, uh, <laughs> I think that's the real thing that I did do. That exists. Hey there, it's Cameron
17: Esposito. And Rhea Butcher. We are here on the floor at Comic-Con. What do we
18: do? We host Put Your Hands Together.
17: Oh, we do. We Great love question. Put Your Hands Together. It's every Tuesday night at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles, taped live and then recorded and put out as a podcast on Feral Audio. And if you like our voices, you can see our faces coming up pretty soon. On Rhea. Take My
18: Wife, uh, which is on CISO coming out August 11th. Yeah, that's and a show about our lives. Yeah, and our lives currently are being at Comic-Con. Which is a lot of cute little kids in a lot of cute little outfits, which is really making me so happy.
17: And weirdly, we came right from Los Angeles, like to the actual floor here, so we have luggage with us. And that's actually the weirdest thing you could have at Comic Con is just a rolling bag.
18: That and also accidentally dressing up as Indiana Jones, which I did, and I didn't mean to do. Ria just has been trying to take pictures with me for my hat. That's true. Whoops. They've been taking pictures of you because you're a celebrity. No, because I'm Indiana Jones. No, no, no. it's that you are a celebrity, Ria. Indiana Jones. Celebrity Butcher. Celebrity Butcher. Well,
17: agree to disagree. See on. put your hands together in your ears.
32: Can I first get your name and the name of the show that you host? Yeah, uh, my name's Steve
20: Agee. I host a podcast called Steve Agee-uh. That's (laughs) U-H-H-H.
32: What are your thoughts on, um, yesterday was a panel at Hall H, what are your thoughts on after doing that? I thought it was really awesome. Um... I didn't
20: know what to expect. I mean, it obviously wasn't full because that's a 6,000-seat <laughs> hall, but uh, there was a good amount of people there, and they seemed really into it. And uh, yeah, I think everyone was really,
32: really on their game. It was fun. Uh, I know Sean kind of hinted at this yesterday. Uh, is there any reason besides the fact that it's, it's so easy that you like podcasting as a medium? Oh. E- uh, I mean it really is for me I have so much
20: free time you know I I only do a few episodes of New Girl a year so I have a lot of downtime um, it's a good way to pass that time i I think I have a lot of interesting friends to talk to so uh, I mean it kind of made sense I mean yeah, it's probably not something I would have just continued to do on my own luckily Dustin kind of
32: lit a fire under me, and uh, keeps doing that. <laughs> yeah, um, have there been any any moments during the podcast or being at Farrell that that particularly stood out?
20: Um, I mean, none really that stand out. I mean, once we started, because I was with Dustin while he was doing uh, the podcast in Shady Petowsky's uh, apartment, um, so it was amazing to me just when they opened. The booth at Starburns, like it's so high tech, and they're able to do so much. Yeah, and uh, I think that was the most exciting part for me was uh, Feral moving into Starburns. Yeah. Um. Uh, lastly, like, how can people find you? Anyway. Uh. Well, I mean, you can. I made it easy by making all my social networking uh handles. It's just all Steve A G, all mm-hmm. one word. Steve A G E E. Uh. That's. That covers me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Uh, I think Tumblr. I haven't used <laughs> Tumblr in like a year, but I think it's the same. I think it's, yeah, Steveag.tumblr.com. Yeah. I don't know if anyone listening even <laughs> checks Tumblr anymore. But uh, yeah, all the platforms, it's just at Steveag, and uh, you can find me at feralaudio.com uh, with Steve AG. Uh Dope, uh, dope. Uh,
32: <laughs> anything you want dope. to
20: say to the Steve Ag uh, fans? Um, I mean, if any of were listening to this, I
32: I would just say thanks for listening and keep doing it. Cool. Thank you so much. You bet, man. Could I get the name, uh, just your name and the show that you host? I'm Dan Harmon, and I host Harmon Town. Oh uh, cool. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Feral Audio Hall H panel yesterday? Uh,
0: it was it was great. Uh. It was great to be in hall h um it was an it was a emptier hall h than uh (laughs) than than if we were a star trek movie but it was still hall h um it felt it felt historical and and wonderful um i'm i was really happy that uh cameron esposito you know called us out on shaming the uh, sign language interpreter. I think it's important to be on top of that stuff. Um, I I don't know, I thought I was, it was amazing to be up there with all of those folks uh, and to really look down the line and realize what, what Feral Audio actually represents culturally, which is like a smorgasbord uh, of, of, of different tastes, but all expressing at least one thing, which is that it's better to it's it's better to to find your voice and speak um, than uh, to just consume. Uh, it's I, it's 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 a f- largely free format with very very low stakes financially for everybody involved, <laughs> and um, and the people up there are, have been doing stuff for years because they I don't know they 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 want to take advantage of technology. In a way that doesn 't amount to just people becoming more distant from each other, and uh, I, I I was proud to be part of that buffet
32: um, uh, we passed the two hundredth episode of Harmontown and and now you 're tonight you 're doing a show at the Balboa theater uh, have there any have there been any uh, memorable moments of Harmontown that stick out to you in the uh,
0: you know it was uh we had Robin Williams up on stage uh like pretty close to the last time we ever saw him uh It was about a couple months before before we lost him um, Bobcat goldthwaite brought him up and um, I remember that moment very well uh, having Norman Lear on the show was amazing um, there are some magic moments that don't have to do with guests uh, um <laughs> meeting meeting Seek uh, Donnelly, this multiple aneurysm survivor who just literally kind of just walks around as knowing that any moment could be his last in a, in, a, in a very real way, and having a conversation with that person, and then having that person come back and keep keep you know explaining to us that even that kind of life goes on. Um, uh that was a that, that's a memorable thing for me because that's something you can't that, that doesn't happen on T V or radio is forming these relationships. Um I think that, you know some of the some of the some of the freestyle raps that <laughs> out of my head. Well I guess just the general concept of them you did a
14: pretty good one recently. It was a heavy hitter just four or five
0: episodes ago. Yeah. Um Eric Idle coming on the show and doing a a song we wrote about fucking my mother. It's uh, <laughs> a lot. A lot, of, a lot of high points in those, in those 200.
32: Um, uh, lastly, um, how can people find you? And do you have anything that you want to say to the Harmontown listeners? Uh, I forget that you can't hear me, and only I can hear me really loudly. Sorry,
0: <laughs> I've just been mumbling. No, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Um, uh, I, would, I would like to say to the Harmontown listeners, uh... Just, you know, obviously, thank you. Um, and also, you're welcome, clearly. <laughs> I mean, they're getting something out of it. They expect keep them to keep be... Keep reaching for the stars. Keep reaching for the stars. Keep your feet um, also on the same stars that you're reaching for so that you can use your natural primate agility to pry those stars out of the sky um, and then ride them down because your feet are still on them. Like a like a, like a Nintendo character. Reach reach for the stars with your feet on them. Um, and thank you. Keep reaching for the stars. Keep reaching for the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'd like to say to them, uh, 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 yeah, thanks, and, uh, and 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 I, re- I I hope that they have in their life something that gives them the effect of a couple thousand people just listening to everything they say and kind of nodding their head because it feels really good and it gives you a reason to live. And I, if they if they don't have that. If they can't manufacture that in some way, whether through cardboard cutouts of people in their basement or just a satisfying job. I want them to, to at least know that they're worth that uh, because it's, they give me the benefit of scientifically measuring that worth, but they all have it. That's, I think that's the, that's the cool thing about performing and podcasting in general. So I hope they know that they're all right. Unless they murdered someone, they should turn themselves in. But they're still all right. I forgive them. Don't fill up on bread. Don't fill up on bread. (laughs) (laughs) Stay liquid if you can until the market hits a certain point. Uh, Buy gold. uh, (laughs) Don't just bury a storage container that doesn't automatically make a shelter. It'll crush you. tin can. Don't take any wooden pussy. All
2: right, thank you so much. Okay, we're walking by the Peppa Pig booth.
3: I I don't know what any of this shit is, and it's so fun, though, but I'm glad, like...
2: I'm glad it exists. You know? I want to find someone cool to talk to.
33: I know. How do we? Let's approach? find a, a,
2: a really interesting female. It's really crowded here, but we heard it's going to be even more crowded tomorrow, which honestly stresses me out. But I'm trying to really like grow as a person and not be worried about it. Um, lots of families, lots of different kinds of people, old and young, men and women. I guess I just imagined it was all going to be like just white dudes yeah. here, but it's way more diverse than I ever thought it would be. Hey, you guys, can we interview you for our podcast? Okay, hi. We're, we're podcasting right now. We just really like your outfits. Thank you. What are your names?
34: Anthony Harper.
2: And uh, you guys are dressed as Star Trek, right? Are you guys big fans?
34: Pretty much, yeah. Star Trek Next Generation is my favorite one, so that's why we dressed up today. I just made him dress up. You made him?
3: (laughs) (laughs) What are you guys?
34: no, we're just Star Trek, just um,
3: okay. Star Trek what next is, generation. Are you related? Oh, yeah, this yeah. is my son. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, this,
2: this random guy just made someone dress up like that.
3: No, I just... I, I don't know if it's your uncle or... I don't know.
2: <laughs> so this is your son, and, and you're, <laughs> you're humoring your father and dressing up. Yeah. What's it like to have a dad that's so into Star Trek? Is it... What's it like? It's fun.
28: Sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's nerdy. Nerdy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's cool. My parents are really into Star Trek, too. Right. But I think they were the... Not the new generation. No, Yeah.
34: yeah. <laughs> um, so, how long have you guys been here? Uh, this is our first day we've been here since like 11 a.m. Oh, okay, morning, cool. Yeah. Are you going to be here tomorrow too? Yes, we're coming tomorrow too. Are you going to dress up
2: Star Trek the same I don't or? I think
34: so. I just think I'm going to be low key tomorrow. <laughs> okay, this is just cool. a fun day to, to, just to be dressed up, walk around, and see everyone else. And tomorrow, just come back and just have fun.
2: Have you guys been to Comic Con before? No, this first, 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 time. first time. Us too. What do you guys think so far? It's cool. It's a great. It's Yeah. Yeah, it brings back all childhood memories
34: and stuff like that, so. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's cool that you guys are doing it together. I was just saying earlier, we met another father-son. They were dressed up as well, and I was like, God, my dad would have, our dads would have never done anything (laughs) like this with us. It's awesome. It would have been really funny. Um, so uh, so what are you guys most excited to see, or just everything? You're taking
34: everything. Pretty in. much just everything, just yeah. like the the DC and the Marvel comics, because when I when I was a kid, I used to draw comics, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So just to come back and see the, the, the artists and stuff like that is pretty cool. So.
2: I saw there was a booth. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I think it's down that way, towards the back. It was uh, Star Trek 50 years, and it was all different art oh, from yeah, all yeah, the different artists. Yeah, it so looked really cool. cool, yeah. Check it out. so, so um,
34: you can't... It's hard to see everything. Oh,
2: I know. It's very overwhelming. Yeah. Where are you guys from? Local um, or?
34: Um, Marietta. It's down to Temecula.
2: Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah.
34: I was like, Marietta, Georgia.
2: That's a long way to come. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> OK. But still a drive. Yeah. Still a drive. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have a good Comic-Con. Right, it was you. nice meeting yeah, you guys. Have
32: fun. Uh, awesome. Can I have you say your name and the name of the show that you host? My name is Mike McCafferty, and I host I Just Want to Talk About Star Trek. Cool. Um, Yesterday was the Feral Audio Hall H panel, where you made a semi-shirtless appearance during the Q&A. What are your uh, thoughts on that? What did you think of the panel in general?
5: Well, I thought the panel was lacking. There were only 15 people on the panel, and there needed to be one more. And so so I decided that I should be part of it. So I was behind the guy asking the questions, where there was nobody in the seats except me, and I was wearing my casual Kirk uh, bathrobe. Um, terry cloth, very heavy, very sweaty, was not a good choice. But for that moment, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And and I think I think I made the podcast fifteen percent better or worse. I'll <laughs> <laughs> accept the variance.
32: Um, what do you think of the convention so far, in general?
5: I think the convention is, as always, uh, a, a vomiting of all cultural things yeah. that we must wade through. Um, and, and but every once in a while, you can pick through something unique and interesting. And and that's the coolest thing is is you see something you've never seen before. Out of all this nonsense of all oh, the big companies trying to plug stuff, you'll see like one little booth that has something amazing. Like, I've never seen that before. That's why you come to, to the uh, panel, to the com, and also see hot women dressed up as you know, and hot men too. There's some pretty good-looking guys too. So
32: there's good-looking people around. They're all, um, yeah, and,
5: but then there's yeah, then there's me. So I balance it out. I balance <laughs> out all over the place.
32: Um, I just want to talk about Star Trek. It's a relatively new podcast. Um, the the premise is fairly, fairly. Straightforward in the name, um, do you want to talk about like who you've had on the show that's related to Star Trek, like for any fans that are listening?
5: Yeah, I mean, I just want to talk about Star Trek. Uh, it was birthed from my midlife midlife crisis and my trying to trace my, my meaning in life through Star Trek. Um, and so I have sort of three different uh, versions of the show. One where I do a really deep dive where I go into an episode and I really get into what, what the episode means and why it was created. And then there's another one where I have all my friends hang out. Where we just kind of have a big Star Trek party. And then there's other ones where I interview people. Um, I, I, I've interviewed uh, some of the old cast, um, so, but like like not like Kirk Spock, well, Spock's dad. So, but I mean, but like the guy who's in 56 episodes as a background player. Right. I want to talk to that guy because yeah. that guy has interesting stories we haven't heard. You know, I, I've interviewed people from uh, the Next Generation um, and from the, uh, the original series, and it's just whatever. Th- Whatever I'm excited about, I want to share that excitement with the people listening.
32: Right. Um, have there been any uh, particularly memorable moments that stuck out since you started at Feral or since the birth of the podcast?
5: If you listen to the podcast in the beginning, you can kind of hear me at a low point in, in my life a little bit where I'm trying to figure out where I'm at. And then I go to Riverside, Iowa, trying to find some sort of meaning because Riverside, Iowa is the birthplace of Captain Kirk. And you hear the whole process of me starting up, getting a Kickstarter, going there, and then, and then, uh, and then how it turns out. And now it's exciting because now I've got beyond that. I've gone Star Trek Beyond. I should get up like money for that, right? But I'm, not, I'm not getting anything. Those guys are suck, but but so now i got now I can go beyond, and now I can really enjoy Star Trek and share that with with the audience.
32: Right. Um, how can people find you? How can people listen to the podcast?
5: Well, they can go to Feral Audio and to iTunes, Stitcher. I,
32: I think right? so. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Someplace.
5: Just go someplace, right? Mm-hmm. Type in "I just want to talk about Star Trek," and you'll go there and. You know, click on whichever one you think sounds interesting because it probably is. And if you know you don't like that, that's on you. No, it's on me. I'll make it <laughs> better. I promise. Uh, and then you can tweet me or all that sort of stuff. I, I'm mm. still figuring that stuff out. So,
32: great. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Do you have anything else that you want to say? No, I, I don't have anything I want to say.
5: I okay. just I want to get out of here. I just you know, I just want to be done with, with the comic con. If you go to the comic con. It's like it's like you're a burning ember of excitement that is placed into a, a bucket of ice, and you are slowly being sapped away of <laughs> all your energy. You're so excited, but by, by the six o'clock, man, you just you just want to lay down on the convention floor and have someone cover you with like like leaves and like not like ever have to like see people again, because it's this it's this horrible situation of life. So, no, it's all right. It's you got to come once. Come yeah. on. So yeah.
32: Thank you so much. Thank you, song. Thank all right. you. Uh, could you say your name and the show you host?
33: Yeah, uh, I'm Danny Tamborelli, and I host, uh, co-host, I want to take all the credit, uh, The Adventures of Danny and Mike, the podcast.
32: Uh, we're currently at the San Diego Comic-Con. What are your thoughts on the convention so far?
33: So far, it's uh, quite nice. Lots of uh, bright lights and people with backpacks and um, tubes, lots of tubes, and uh, happy smiling people. People are psyched to be here. It's fun.
32: Yeah. Uh, the Adventures of Danny and Mike. You guys have had like great live episodes all over. Uh, have there been any like memorable moments since you've started doing the podcast?
33: Uh, just as in terms of live podcasts, or or in just in anything general? that you've done? Yeah, in general. it was yeah. fun to get back together and mess around with Mike and like have these sort of you know ridiculous, m- maybe mundane sort of adventures, and we seem to make them, you know, something like going to an oddities museum in Philadelphia, like a bunch of weird stuff in there. Not really like your. It's not, like, your action-packed adventure for a podcast, but, you know, there's a a Jesus Christ pose, sort of, like, you know, stagnant baby. There's some some weird (laughs) weird (laughs) shit going on in there.
32: Um, Uh, You do a lot of stuff with Nickelodeon, and, mm -hmm. um, like, you also do a lot of, like, acting. Like, what draws you to podcasting as a medium?
33: Well, uh, we wanted to really just... We've done these... uh, live like Pete and Pete reunion things and they were sort of like few and far between and they were we like doing them and just like hanging out and we tried to figure out a way that we could sort of like keep the flame going and hang out and we thought that doing a podcast was like the best way to like get what we wanted to do across to other people because it's much I feel like when you I mean now we're doing twice a month but before it was just once a month so we were really trying to figure out you know bigger adventures and how to do it and now we sort of have this new flow and people seem to like the new direction of what we're doing in terms of like more speaking our mind more and having more of like just general conversation and hanging out and I don't think there's a better format or platform to do that on than you know with podcasts
32: yeah um cool Uh, where can people find you and how can people listen
33: oh well people can listen by going to feralaudio.com and find the adventures of Danny and Mike we have, I don't know, maybe 30-something episodes to catch up on. So if you haven't listened, there's plenty. And, and for people who are caught up, we're doubling up. So now we have two a month. And, uh, yeah, you can com if you really just want me. <laughs> Great. Thank
32: you so much. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. Can I have you say your name and uh, the name of your show?
24: Duncan Trussell, the Duncan Trussell Family Hour Podcast.
32: Um. Uh, we just came off of the Hall H panel yesterday. What are your yeah. thoughts on that?
24: It's cool. You know, I think it's a really amazing thing to see that Feral Audio has gotten to the point where it's doing stuff like this, you know? It's so cool to watch its growth. So I, I, I love it. It's awesome. Um, uh,
32: we're at Comic-Con, which is a unique environment of, of of people. What What have been your thoughts on Comic-Con so far?
24: It's the best vibe, you know, because Comic-Con is a group of people gathered together who love art so it's and and most people who love art are are artists so it's a gathering of artists and people who are really passionate about art so it has it has the most incredible sweet wonderful vibe i really love it i've never been before super cool
32: yeah um Dan on the panel yesterday uh, was talking a lot about the memorable moments on the Duck and Trussell Family Hour. Um, do you have any particularly that stick out to you as like hallmark moments of the your, podcast? your podcast? Yeah.
24: You know, like without naming any, I think the best podcasts that I, I do, it's when I'm able to capture an epiphany, you know, where yeah. one of my guests teaches me something that is transformative and it it sinks in during the show which happens from time to time during the episode so it's hard to name a specific episode you know because so many of them that has happened in but those are those are my favorite moments yeah you know where you can kind of sonically capture an epiphany
32: do you have anything to say to the the fans of the show and how can people find you the fans
24: of the Duncan Trussell Family Hour I love you guys they know I love them and uh I'm on I'm at DuncanTrussell.com. that's where the podcast is so stop by please Cool
32: um this might be a really strange question do, do you do you still think about the lavender hour like th- that 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 show that you started yeah. yeah
24: I mean I think very fondly about that that was the coolest thing you know because n- podcasting had not that was before the podcasting boom. Yeah. People had just started doing it. It was very experimental, weird, and kind of pointless in the sense that you were just doing it because it felt fun to do. Yeah. There was nothing behind it. Very, very few ambitions associated with it. So I loved that time. It was a really fun time, man. I really enjoyed doing it.
32: I... um. For for me, The Lavender Hour, like, I, I listened to it very, very recently, a, a lot of the, the catalog, and, like, it was just a really good reminder that you can, like, w- want to be an intellectual person, and you don't have to settle. This sounds like a brag. This is not like a, oh, if only everyone could be as smart as me. No, like, it's just that you can want to be intellectual, and that's yeah. okay. And, yeah, The, the Lavender Hour is one of the first moments for me. It was just, like, a really nice reminder.
24: Man, I think that most people... Want to have conversations where they talk about the big questions. Yeah. People are hungry for that. And there's an illusion that people aren't interested in that. It's just, it somehow is a, a left. It, you, people used to have salons, you know, yeah. they'd gather together and they'd talk and they just talk to try to understand things. Podcasting technologically is a new thing but the formalized conversation about topics, this is a very ancient thing, which I think is seeing a resurgence, thanks to technology, that's pretty cool.
32: Yeah, um, yeah. all right, I think that should be it. Thank you so much.
24: Cool, man, Hare Krishna. Okay, we're back at the Feral Audio booth.
2: We're here with Duncan Trussell, who we just met, even though we're big fans of
3: now I like hike and like listen to your podcast oh, that's so and when it, and it like really makes me feel chill <laughs> maybe
2: th- maybe this is what you're into
3: maybe yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um what were you sorry what were you just saying we were talking about the passion here at comic-con and duncan said
24: well in the bhagavad-gita there's a, a verse where G- krishna god says Whatever a person worships there. I will be yeah. so whatever the thing is that your attention is most focused on In the bhagavad-gita God is saying out of mercy. I will My energy will fill that thing up. So when people fall in love with art or when people become attached to a particular myth or whatever It really doesn't matter because the energy of the universe fills up that sort of vessel that is the particular form that you're attracted to.
2: And you were saying it's like they find
24: God in it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I think that, yeah, the miraculous, you know? Like, it doesn't... All that matters is making contact with the miraculous. That's the most important thing in in life, really. So some people find it through... Catholicism, Buddhism, and some people find it through comic books, and some people find it through novels, you know, or or poetry or whatever, you know, but it's all just different. What do you geek out about? I'll tell you, man, my, um, one of my ultimate loves is the Dark Tower series uh, by Stephen King, so I, uh, I feel... Deeply connected to Roland of Gilead, okay. and I really love that archetype. Is that who you would cosplay if you were going to do? If I could lose weight and get fucking rugged and badass, I would. But I would <laughs> never defame him by cosplaying now. Sorry, I think there's
2: people here who want to meet Duncan. We're we're gonna step out. We'll see you later, Duncan. Okay. He's got he's got fans. Okay. How do you feel, Courtney? How do you feel? Let's unpack. <laughs> yeah, i a little light it.
3: <laughs> No, I just have... I, I mean, whatever. I have a crush on him. Is it all
2: you imagined? Yeah. Yeah, because he immediately talked about God the second we met him. It was yeah. exactly what I pictured it would be.
3: Yeah. It was amazing.
2: Okay, we're walking around. What else do we see? Panini. Panini. Is that a Panini booth or is that... Oh, it's... It's... Oh, it has nothing to do I with was food. Really excited about
12: that move. You were excited about that I the was. You it? Yes, I. I'm always eating.
2: Sorry, we're on, we're recording a podcast oh, right oh, now. But no, it's can, okay. What's your name? What's your name?
12: Oh, i um, Dustin Duro. I'm working here at Marvel.
2: Oh, you work at Marvel?
12: Yes. Cool. Well, for the weekend, I do. I'm i I'm, I'm normally an announcer for sporting events.
2: You have a very announcery voice. Thank you. Thank you. I decided to install. I mean,
3: we're so lucky to have you on our podcast.
2: <laughs> well, we're
3: um we're here with Feral Audio. Um, and it's
2: a podcasting network, and so we're here. We're walking around interviewing people. Cool. So you're at the Marvel booth. I am. Because you... What do you normally announce?
12: Uh, well, I, I was the announcer for the Reebok Spartan Race for a very long time. I, oh, I've been watching those on TV now. Oh, really? I did some voiceover work for the show as well. Really? And, um Yeah, I just recently quit about two months ago, and now I'm back to freelance, voice work, uh, uh, voiceovers, announcing, and going back into acting. That's what I did before.
2: Are you you living in LA?
12: I will be. As of right now, I haven't been in one city longer than seven days in over six years.
2: Because of your announcing jobs?
12: Yes. Yes. Well, that and I travel around the country doing a lot of charity events. I do a lot of work with children's hospitals as Superman and Captain America. Uh, I host an event in Washington, D.C. for uh, mental health and PTSD awareness. Uh, I'm organizing 18 events between October of this year and the end of next year for uh, survivors of sexual assault, rape, abuse, things like that. And, uh, you know, whatever kind of good cause needs somebody to work for it. And, we
3: were, like, finding all the best people. <laughs>
2: That's amazing. And all we did was connect over a booth that said panini but had nothing to do with food. Yes,
12: yes.
3: So, wait, what do you do for Marvel now? Sorry, I think well, you probably kind of explained it. Oh,
12: no, no, I didn't explain a thing. Um, no, I'm just friends with uh, with Mike D'Alessio, who uh, is the owner of Promo Guys, the promotion company that is in charge of the Marvel booth, uh, the Boom booth, Roddenberry right here, uh, Red Giant. And they do a lot of promotion work with other, like, non-comic industry stuff. And... I'm a huge nerd. Okay. Oh, yeah. And and um, I mean I have a Captain America jeep. My license plate says super soldier. And Whoa, that is commitment. Oh, it is. I'm gonna die alone. There's a short version of the end. of it. And
2: uh... <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye, everyone. What's the best thing about Comic Con? This is our first time here. Really, welcome. We've never. Ex- we realized our character flaw is that we're not passionate about anything specific. Like these people are. We want to be. Yeah. I mean, there's things we like, but nothing that we would like travel and dress up for. Okay. So.
3: Yeah, it's so far. Yeah, so
2: far. We're so far. trying to. We're, we might just discover it while we'll bring we're you here. Into the fold.
12: We'll find something. But what's
2: the best thing about Comic-Con for you? Like the biggest takeaway you get from coming?
12: I think it's exactly that, watching people be passionate. Yeah. Passion is like the biggest is one of the biggest things in my life. And Watching people just get so overjoyed for something, and especially working here at Marvel, being able to be the one to give them that
15: joy—yeah,
12: uh, like whether we're doing giveaways or whether I'm escorting the uh, celebrities or artists—or we had uh, we had Alan Bellman out here yesterday, the only living, uh, still surviving creator of Captain America. Oh
2: my God, that's insane.
12: Um, getting to be a part of the big reveals—the 13-foot Cap statue that we have right here—that's going to be going to its new home in Brooklyn soon. Uh, just getting to be part of such an energy, a passionate experience for so many people. Yeah. And getting to watch people be able to leave the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, drudgery Hi. of real life behind. A bit.
2: Okay, we're back at the Feral Audio booth with Joe Scrimshaw, who has his own podcast called Obsessed on Feral Audio. We just met him for the first time. How are you? I'm great. I'm very and,
29: happy to be here. Probably,
2: yeah. And how's, um... How's Comic-Con going for you? It's our first time. Oh, well, this is your first time? Yeah. Uh,
29: I think I've been here about six times, and I think this might be the best time because I have my system down. Which is what? Which is what? Give us some pro tips. Uh, spacing things out because everything will go wrong between events.
2: Okay. Like,
29: uh, yeah, we... So I have
2: plan for the unexpected. Give some buffer time to yourself. Exactly.
29: Plan for disaster. Uh, okay. Yeah, we thought we could Uber here from the other place we were, and we couldn't. So then we... Bedwalk in oh. the heat.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But
29: we had planned for a disaster and it worked that out. Yeah. Nice.
2: Tell us about your podcast. Like, you, I know you talk to people about what they're obsessed with. So yeah. is that just <laughs> it? Did I just describe it <laughs> pretty well? <laughs>
29: That's a pretty good description. Okay. Yeah, so it's a little structured. So I'll do like a little uh, intro and then I interview people in general about their obsession. I like to ask people kind of like some weirdo questions to try to dig a little deeper. Sure. Sometimes people want to come on and just. Barf everything they know about a topic, and I'm way more interested in like uh, how they are attached to it and emotionally how it affects them. Yeah. So I mean it as a
2: company. The, y- the why, the why yeah. of the, the why. obsession. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this is sort of the perfect place a breeding ground for obsessions and passions and people who have that, right?
29: Yeah. Yeah, there are little baby obsessions being born all around us.
2: I mean, I think we've started some obsessions this week. Yeah,
3: we, I mean, I because I, I would never think to come here and but now I like want to get into something so I'm like really excited for next year. Like, what should we
2: become obsessed with? <laughs>
29: well, what do you, what do <laughs> you, when, no, when you, when you walk by something, whatever turns your head.
2: You going, okay. So if you
29: walk by the Walking Dead thing, you're like, ooh, I'm interested in zombies survival horror. Sure. And that strikes your fancy.
2: I, I was really into walking up and down those artist alley booths, because oh. that, that to me is like, just so amazing, what they do.
29: Yeah. Then I think you are interested, you want to become obsessed with the perhaps tragic history of Comic-Con? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. In that those people are the ones who built all of this by like, drawing comic books.
2: And, and they now they... To be everywhere, and now they're over here in their... In the temple. artist alley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because now it's like they have their one little section and their booths are way smaller than everyone else's and like, yeah, Nickelodeon, Lionsgate, all these things have like enormous, MTV have like these enormous areas. So do you feel like it's kind of selling out or like does it make you mad or no? No, no,
29: it doesn't make me mad at all. I think it's just kind of fascinating that it, it physically reflects the change in geek culture Yes, more mainstream. Yeah, more yeah, mainstream, and more money involved in the properties. And comic books, instead of being like the main thing, are now sort of like uh, that's just where the ideas develop, and then twenty years from now, those will be the big movies.
2: You're right, with like a bazillion sequels. Yeah. So, what do you geek out about? What's your thing? Uh, I
29: have many things. Star Wars is probably the biggest thing. Uh, I also like Doctor Who a lot. I like comic books a lot.
2: If you were gonna cosplay, what would you dress as?
29: Uh, it would probably be some sort of very lazy Jedi that's just like a bathrobe, so...
2: Okay, so comfort above all of it. I get that. I, the, Yeah, one of the reasons we don't want to dress up tomorrow is just, like, comfort level and sweating and stuff. That's yeah. a big factor, so... Yeah, you got to
29: come
19: prepared. Yeah.
2: What would you say are some, like, must-listen-to episodes of your podcast, Obsessed, that would be some highlights that... Someone who maybe isn't familiar could just yeah. dive into first. Uh, I had James Urbaniak,
29: who also has a podcast yeah. on Farrell. Uh, I had him on to talk about acting, kind of the history of acting. That's a really fun episode. Cool. Uh, and I have a friend named Mark Ellis, who's a comedian who's a regular at the comedy store, talking about Van Halen. And he's super positive about Van Halen.
2: That is so specific.
0: It's very
29: specific. Yeah.
2: Cool. We'll check those out. Thanks. Thank you for chatting with us. Absolutely. Um, what are your plans for the rest of the weekend?
29: I've got a show uh, tonight, and then I'm going home. So it's just like a stealth strike yeah. on Comic-Con for me, and I'm out.
2: All right. Well, it was great meeting you. Great to meet you. OK, thanks.
30: How's it going?
32: Could I get your, uh, c- could you say your name and what you do at Feral? Sure. My name is
4: Sean Kittleson, and I'm the general manager and creative director at Feral Audio.
32: Sean. The Feral Audio Hall, uh, Hall H panel was yesterday. What are your thoughts after, after doing that? Uh,
4: I'm uh, really glad that I didn't vomit or shit my pants in front of a few thousand people. Uh, <laughs> I'm really glad that I didn't suddenly develop a stutter. <laughs> uh, and I'm really glad that I didn't use any racist, misogynist, or otherwise terrible language. As a white
32: cisgender male, I'm, I'm pretty sensitive about that kind of stuff. Um, Dan was reflecting on how uh, he was glad that Rhea and Cam shamed him for shaming the right? sign language interpreter. Well, I mean, no,
4: I, I, that happened in a weird way. I was actually legitimately in awe of the guy who was doing the sign language. I, I really was. Yeah. And then I didn't realize that by commenting on that, I was going to prompt a bit. Uh, but that's that's what happens when you've got a whole bunch of comedians on stage. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just... Cause, I mean, it was an epic ramble, and there was all this crosstalk, and you could see him probably. That guy was flying. His fingers were
32: flying, uh, and yeah. yeah. He's, he signed stuff like Illuminati. I think he signed the ohm yeah. that happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, uh, so he was rocking it.
10: He
4: yeah. He was rocking it. And I think, honestly, if I was a hard-of-hearing person and I saw that people actually engaged with the sign language interpreter, I might actually appreciate it. Yeah. But I could also see how it was... Potentially, once it started going into like just making him say things for the sake of it, I could also see how that is borderline borderline abusive. Um, yeah, yeah. We towed the line yesterday. Yeah, of a family <laughs> of a,
32: what a family friendly panel can be. Uh, this isn't your first Comic Con, sure. Um, but what has been your experience? Oh with man, so far? well, like the biggest thing that's
4: been the experience for me this year is that people know what the, the shows are. Um, Especially uh, past years, people knew Harm in Town, you know, and and stuff like that. But now more people know Duncan Trussell. Mm-hmm. People know the new shows like My Favorite Murder. Um, people knew Mike McCafferty for. Uh, I just want to talk about Star Trek. Yeah, Joseph Scrimshaw is getting people coming to the booth that that are no obsessed and are, are checking out his stuff. So the fact that the fans are actually coming out and finding us now. I feel like we're hitting a different level where it's easy to connect to people online and throw some comments in Reddit, but it's a lot harder to show up at an event. The fact that there was fans for every show at that panel yesterday, people were clapping, and not just the people in the Starburns section. (laughs) I could see them, but I would be like, oh, the claps are coming from the left and the center and the right. This is wonderful. Yeah. So I guess the thing I will take away from this show more than the last eight that I've been to is... That if you try hard enough to put something out there, eventually, like, the people will show up and and return it to you.
32: You've worked tirelessly at Feral for a while now. year. two years now. Two years now. Yeah. (laughs) What got you interested in Feral in the first place? Um,
4: I mean, I was a big podcast fan. Early on, I started listening to podcasts. I've probably been listening to podcasts since I was twenty. 22 23 working in the hbo legal department uh in the corporate files room filing away everything from nudity writers for the actors on sex in the city to the massive like cable company agreements that was a shit job uh but it's a good place to be out of college and learn learn a little bit about another side of the industry but i listen to podcasts nonstop. Cause i'd be in that file room for hours alone yeah. just just filing things and records retention work fun stuff yeah and podcasts saved my life like i would have gone crazy in that like six months that i was doing that job i would have gone nuts if yeah. i hadn't had podcasts I think so
32: yeah i i can i can say that statement Honestly as well of like I think a lot of people can, especially with Feral Podcasts, of like yeah. podcasts save my life in, in some way. In or some another. way, yeah. Yeah.
4: Dude, I mean my wife uh, is has completely different tastes than me. She was the one who introduced me to Marin, mm-hmm. right? And she was the one who was listening to Nerdist before it was cool. And uh, I think the fact that I was listen I was listening to all these countercultural podcasts, stuff that's more in the Duncan Trussell oeuvre, but I think the fact that everybody could find a podcast for themselves and the sort of connection that you forge with the hosts, uh, that I knew there was something there. So when I was when I had the opportunity to work with Starburns and get to meet them, I didn't even know they had a podcast network that they were sitting with. And when they introduced me to Dustin and said, is there something that, is there more we can do with this? I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. How, what have you been doing? Well, we've got word of mouth yeah it's like oh oh there's so much more we can do uh and two years later it's like even this this is the biggest thing we've done but i was talking to a few of those we're like stumbling baby steps right now right like imagine imagine what we can do when we really when when our ambulatory skills are actually refined uh when we can walk and we can run and uh, and then we get in a car and we drive maybe we crash into a brick wall but it's okay maybe we break through the wall i i really think I don't know, it, this, we're still early in the development of Feral, but it's really awesome that we could pull off half of what we did. Yeah, It's really awesome to me that like, I don't know, everybody who's working here is working here because it's a passion project. You're here because it's a passion project. Noah's working with us because it's a passion project. It's Noah Eberhart. Uh, shout out to Noah. Shout out to Noah. Shout out to YouSong. To work on it as long as I have so far. To work on it as long as I know Dustin has so far. And the reward that i've been seeking uh, with this company has not been financial at all and there's a purity to that that i don't have in any other work i mean the work that i do in games i have a great amount of purity and it and my love for the characters and, and for the the work but like this is something completely different this is touching so many different people that i, I mean they are Members of our audience who are completely different from me and would not connect with me in any way, probably. But they probably like a show that I like, right? And that makes me so excited and happy. Yeah. Like, and I'm glad that we're able to give the hosts the opportunity to meet people like us and to, to get more listeners. Like, that's the biggest thing. We're not. We're all doing this as a service to the host. We're all doing this because we're all creative people who know how shitty it can be to do creative work and get crapped on and 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 not get any appreciation for it at all right and to get those hosts up in front of the crowd to get people roving reporters on the scene here that's that's all i don't know we're enablers yeah we're enablers but in the the best possible way i mean think of it this way i was not actually a harmontown fan when i when i came in I, i i knew of Dan and community and uh, I knew of Starburn's work but like I hadn't been listening to a lot of Harmontown I was big into Trussell um, and I had heard some of the other shows on the network and liked them but like I needed to get to know Harmontown yeah. and so I start going to the live shows and I, the sense of I'm not going to use the word community but the sense of unity amongst the fans <laughs> who are all very different people but feel like this connection can happen in this space where this podcast is being recorded and that you can then, even if you're not there, still have that experience. Yeah. That just hit me. It was like, oh, this this isn't just a guy getting up and getting drunk and rambling with his friends and making jokes and bits. It's like, it's giving voices to people who haven't had a chance to be heard yet. Uh, the, The people that Dan brings up out of the audience are my favorite guests every time. And I think that's because I like seeing him connect to people. Really. Some
32: of the, um, on that, on that note, some of the panelists yesterday were talking about how Farrell's is like, each of the podcasts does have like a very like emotional, yeah. hyper-personal flavor to yeah. them.
4: I think that goes back to Dustin. Dustin's, Dustin's a very emotional man. Like he's, 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 uh, he's very in touch, not just with that part of himself, but with Seeing that in other people and other right. artists. And I'm always surprised when he brings me a show and it's not like the last one right. or the one before that. But it always does have that emotional through line, doesn't it? Yeah. And maybe that I like that because if I could just, if I'm speaking just personally, I've always been a very like hard on your sleeve person. Say how, say what you're feeling, say what you're thinking, talk through it. Um, and most people aren't. Like, most people aren't honest in their everyday lives. They're not aware of how they're feeling and how it's affecting them, how it's affecting other people. And when you hear other people being honest, I think it encourages the bravery to to do it yourself. Yeah. And it kind of was nice to just find in podcasting that there are people who talk about a lot of the things that I would want to talk about with my friends or that I may not get to talk about with my friends, but there are still people out there that want to go down that road and, and have that discussion. And even if it's painful. And even if it's difficult and put it out there, to put it out there and record it is such a, it's an act of bravery. You could say it's an act of, you know, ego and hubris because you're drawing attention to yourself. But I I think it's the opposite. I think it's uh, when you bear your soul, when you bear your heart and other people see it, it it does encourage bravery and, and strength to do the same. Like if I know what breaks your heart, You're more human to me because it probably breaks my heart, too. And when we can share that, and that's what's missing right now in 2016 and the whole national conversation. It's like, Jesus, can we all get together and say, yes, it breaks my heart when a cop gets killed in the line of duty. It also breaks my heart when a cop, like, mistakenly kills a young black man in the line of duty. Like, they're both terrible, heartbreaking things. Why can't we start there and try to heal? Right. Um, And our politics and our media are super divisive. So the only way we're ever going to come out of that woods into a more human, a humanist perspective is by going independent and doing it ourselves, which yeah. is why we can't sell out. Yeah. We're never going to sell this network. Yeah. Never. Because why? We'll sell it, and then we won't be able to make the decisions that we want to make. Right. And our, some giant conglomerate will tell us we have to make 10x what we made last year, but with less resources. And they'll tell us we have to drop all the shows that have less than 50,000 listeners per episode. Right. I don't ever want to do that. Yeah, like We have over 3 million downloads a month now because we fit to all scales, and we have the breadth and diversity of voices because we do that. And I believe that some of the shows that are, that are on the lower end of the download scale, when you get up to 50, 60, 70, 100 episodes, there's still an, always an opportunity for them to pick up steam. Yeah. And they're always going to be there and be preserved to be shared with someone who may be really interested in that. So, yeah, yeah, that's the big thing for me is like like we keep that conversation going forever.
32: I think our existence and the fact that the artists like it really is artists first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, no, I, I even mean, in the fine
4: print, it, I, I, yeah. I should feel like I have to mention this in every inter- interview. But like, I, I won't take a nickel from this company till I make sure that everyone is paid. Right, like the artists have to go first. Yeah, they've been working for years and making these podcasts and and not getting anything for it because and they didn't they didn't push for it. They, nobody was like dying for it. They were doing it because they were passionate. But there's value in what they do. Yeah, and I would rather that the value was something that we could help them. Find and appreciate and exploit, rather than have some somebody who doesn't care about the authenticity or or honesty in their voice. Yeah, Um, yeah.
32: I feel like in that sense, like our existence is a huge middle finger to every, (laughs) every. uh, Fuck
4: yeah, yeah. I mean, dude. I, I mean, I've made I've made my career in corporate media and and advertising, and there's a place for all of that, but. The truth is, if we're going to have some of the tougher discussions that we need to have as human beings to reach that next level as a society, we're not going to have them through the traditional channels right. that were ordained and dictated by the biases and constraints of 20th century technology. Yeah. like If we're truly going to be free, if our information is going to be free, we have to be free in our, our, our thought and expression. This has been a really, really incredible Comic-Con um, I've never been so proud of the, the work that I've done and the people I've worked with. Um, and so if I had any message, it would be a big thank you. Um, a Thank you to all the hosts who, who came out, not just to the panel, but to the floor, to the booth, to do signings, to record around the, the convention. Um, a big thank you to you for coming out for the summer and helping us out and making this happen. Um, a big thank you to Noah Eberhart for for really um, like pulling it together with us, and, and and likewise like you, Dustin, Noah, and me, uh, and Jason Smith and Starburns and all the hosts. Like we made something that none of us alone could have made and i don't know i've worked on a lot of things i've worked on some really fun big famous things i still am um and those satisfy me in one way but the satisfaction that i get here has nothing to do with my own output and everything to do with seeing the people who i think should succeed succeed yeah yeah that's so thank you thank you really (laughs) (laughs) thank you
13: Hi, this is Johnny Pemberton, and uh, I'm saying the name of my podcast? Yeah. Twisting the Wind.
32: Uh, yesterday was the Feral Audio Hall H panel. What are your thoughts uh, in the aftermath of that?
13: It was. Uh, I think it was really fun and cool, unique, groundbreaking event that I'm happy to be a part of. I look back on it with, with a shine.
32: This isn't your first Comic-Con, correct? Yes. What have been your thoughts on the convention so far?
13: Well, I don't have a lot of thoughts. I noticed that the, uh, the food in the hotel lobby is deeply expensive. And that's kind of cool. Interesting. Otherwise, I mean, I've been to a couple other conventions before and this feels like a convention. It's definitely that. Um, I don't know. I I guess I'm just sort of not really making much of it other than it's it's interesting that there's so many people here for so many different things. I was going to say it's interesting that everyone's really obeying the, the traffic laws. I've never seen so many people so well behaved. I think it has to do with it because they're all well, a lot of nerds. Yeah. So they're well behaved. Yeah. Yeah.
32: Um, Trusting the wind is probably the most like a- experimental uh, alternative podcast. One of the most uh, out there. How like, would you describe the show to someone who who doesn't necess- isn't necessarily a listener yet?
13: I would say it's like a a podcast for people who like music and maybe who like sounds. So. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. Sometimes I don't really know what it is exactly because I think I'm sort of just kind of having fun with it because I feel like I learned about podcasts, uh, Duncan Trussell is one of my best friends. I've, we've been friends for a long time. Mm. And I watched him start podcasting years before anyone else did. And I always listened to his stuff and stuff. So it's one of those things where I kind of feel like Duncan, I feel the Duncan how sort of Harry Nilsson fell to the Beatles, where Harry Nilsson didn't perform live because He's like, well, I'm, the Beatles are my best friends, and you can't compete with the Beatles. So you might as well just do your own thing. Right. And that's why I thought. Feel, like, feel like Duncan's podcast is probably the best podcast in that style. So I was like, well, uh, he's got that on lockdown. I'm just going to do something that's—he that's, that's uh, that. I, it's, he inspired me to start one, and I'm just going to do something that's sort of just kind of playing with— uh, I just basically wanted to make something that I wanted to listen to. Because I didn't think there was a there was no podcast out there that, except for somewhat somewhat I feel like Gelmania kind mm-hmm. of inspired me too. Just sort of how he does these weird experimental characters and kind of doesn't really care if it's loud or weird. Because I think because for me that's I grew up listening to a lot of noise and a lot of experimental music and stuff like that. And so that's the stuff we liked. is stuff that was really aggressive and stuff that turned off normal people. But yeah. we liked it partially because it made normal people not like it. So I, I want to make something that was, that was weird enough to where um, it would be sort of a, a turn off to people who wanted something normal. Yeah. Sort of drive them away. But then I think it has an effect of it drives away people who with bad taste and people with good taste. It brings them in really close. Yeah. That's basically it.
32: Um, recently, there was a really great musical episode with Karen Kilgariff and Drennan Davis. Yeah, oh man, uh, that was one of
13: my favorite episodes.
32: Yeah, just uh, killed it. Do you have any moments that really stick out to you in uh, twisting the wind history?
13: Um, I mean, I don't know. I've had a couple episodes that I just felt like were really great. I did an episode with um, this DJ Adam Forkner once. That was really great. Just because he kind of just takes care of all the music stuff and I just do the talking. It's like this weird sort of pastiche of sound, like a sound collage. Uh-huh. Some of the strip podcasts Duncan have done together are great because we just sort of make up a bunch of stuff, like a fake story. <laughs> some of the podcasts I've done with Brendan and Randy uh, from The Bone Zone, those are great. I think the, some of my favorite podcasts, weirdly enough, are the ones that had no guests. There probably like six of those, and yeah. I think some of those are my favorite just because I feel like... I'm not really making a podcast so much as like a a record, like an album. Yeah. Because I I just put together little pieces of sound. The one I did, I I can't remember what it was. I think it's called. It was maybe like number ninety-three or something. It's called a little, fun one for free or something. That one I listened to back, and I, I forget everything I say. I really do. I just forget anything, especially when I'm making a phone call, like any sort of prank, prank, quote unquote, prank phone call. Yeah. I forget what I've said. So it's interesting to listen back to that stuff. So anyway, there's been some. There's probably like five or six phone calls that have been so cool. I just couldn't believe they're real. Like I talked to this lady from Halliburton once. Yeah. And she was really down to one? talk to me. And we like I was joking around with her, and she just joked. <laughs> she just <laughs> joked around a lot. So yeah, that's uh, cool to talk to a stranger to have some have a stranger on the phone so I don't, know what, I don't know where those moments are but the moments where I talk to someone on the phone who's a stranger who had like an actual connection yeah like that, so that to me is the most interesting thing
32: yeah, um, uh, yeah uh, how can people find you how can, how can people tune in well they
13: just go to iTunes on iTunes or they just google it and get it on Stitcher or any sort of any number of podcast streaming devices mm-hmm. you can listen to it on the Feral website if you're like me and low tech and don't listen to a lot of podcasts You can go to Twitter. You can go to Instagram. You can go. You can do anything. You can go to. I don't know. Those are the. Those are it.
32: Yeah. Um, uh, Do you have anything you want to say to the twisting the wind fans uh, out there? Um, Oh.
13: Thank you so much. Okay, cool.
27: Thank
35: you. I'm Zane Grant.
27: Uh, oh, and I'm Sydney Steinberg. And we
35: host Mystic Party Podcast. Um, the idea is, it was a, basically a paranormal advice show where we'll have people come in with paranormal problems, and then we have other people call in with advice on how to solve them. Um, and I play an occult expert, a conservative which I'm not, in not real life, but people, even my own friends, are confused about that now.
27: I'm always like, "Are you sure?" Um, you, I think you are.
35: Yeah, and uh, yeah, Sydney does the news, and yeah. um, she she produces. We do all a whole section of like current paranormal news from yeah. different websites on the internet,
27: and they're all real stories. Yep. Um, whether or not they.
35: Are actually are real. actually real. Is the for you writer's to intent was to present it as yeah. real? Yeah. Uh, uh, and and the, we Bria, and then Bria, my sister Bria Grant, is uh, she plays a psychic. Uh. Yeah. So we just give advice. The idea for the show kind of came from um, there was uh, Art Bell Coast Coast to Coast, this AM radio show where he would have true weirdos come in who'd written like a book about how they met Satan once or whatever and then you have these other wingnuts calling in and it's great. I love it. And then around Halloween he would do Art Bell Ghost to Ghost and it would be about different hauntings. Yeah. Um, Now he doesn't, it's not called that anymore I think he has one called Dark Matter to advertise his show. But, um, yeah, so that's where the idea came from.
27: Yeah, my favorite thing about the show is once I started producing is I could start bringing on, like, UCB up-and-coming comedians that nobody knew about but that were so talented and that just needed a, like, outlet, I guess, somewhere to be heard. And it's just so much fun bringing, like, people who are so talented that, like, would never get an opportunity to do that on the show. But now, you know, we're starting to get – pull out the big guns, bring on people like Mike Mitchell, Amber Benson – Aaron Whitehead, like, yeah. turning it up.
35: I'm at Zane Grant on Twitter. Um, Bria's at Bria Grant. She's not here.
27: And I'm at the Lar. L-A-R. I made my Twitter before I knew making my full name would have been a better choice, and it's too <laughs> late now. Uh, and we Instagram photos of the show a lot, so I'm Sid underscore Steinberg. Yeah, is I'm just my name Zane Grant yep. and Z-A Bria's just Bria Grant I think
15: mm.
27: Yeah I think that's Where you can find us yeah.
32: Do you have anything That you want to say
35: To
27: the,
35: the oh. uh-huh. uh, We love you Yeah You're the best You guys are awesome Yeah. And uh, yes Thank you Some You know Some people have been With us since like The beginning And we're almost to 100 episodes And I think that's like Really awesome And it's been nice To like Kind of get to know Those people over time A lot of them too
27: yeah and keep the fan art coming we love it yeah. it's the best so, yeah thanks
1: guys we love you
9: hi i'm jd riznor and i'm david lyons i'm hunter stare i'm hollywood steve huey and we are beyond yacht rock
6: i have a really good pr answer it was an honor and a thrill to be in a legendary hall h for san diego comic-con to be in a fan mecca like this and to have a seat at the table was an absolute thrill that I'll never forget.
9: It was a big place and we were on a stage in it. It was pretty cool. The lights
8: were bright and I took my uh, little name placard afterwards and so I got what I came for.
9: I wish that I had taken my name placard. I didn't see anybody else taking theirs. And if Hunter, if I'd seen Hunter do it, I would have copied him. But I felt like, like oh, nobody's taking theirs. I, I guess I, I guess it's not professional. I should act like I've been here before. Nope. I, I was wrong. I was wrong. I just really had to pee the whole time. you drank that smart water you downed that in the first half of the panel wasn't very smart no it certainly wasn't
7: this place is ridiculous it's way too many
9: people
6: i'm just ecstatic to see all of these comic book fans dressing up in these elaborate costumes really showing their spirit letting their true colors fly i see a lot of very proud people who live their lives in a in a dark closet they get to shine here and it really, really
9: makes me happy.
8: It's, it's really nice to be in a place where nobody's looking for any type of
9: attention. Everybody's kind of really relaxed. Yeah, it's, it's a nice break from Los Angeles where everybody wants attention and like dresses up all the time. It's, everybody kind of mixes in,
7: you know? I just love it because I feel thin and cool. Oh, this guy.
9: Welcome to my world, Dave. <laughs>
8: Well, yeah, a bunch of people no one's ever heard of. So uh, uh, John Waite is following me on Twitter. Yeah. That was a big moment. Uh,
7: Holly Knight sent uh, an email to Feral Audio and after we, somebody told her we talked about her.
8: Yeah, and then we never responded to her. That's my fault. I apologize.
9: I mean, you kind of got to be the point man on that. That was your captain C.
8: Yeah, and, and I'm a little afraid.
6: One time, our voices sounded really good one day. It was weird.
7: That was the, my favorite, when our voices sounded super good on the microphones. I remember that day. Oh. That's when my mom was in the, uh, the room with us and came to watch us uh, perform, record.
9: Yeah, we sounded real good. Those were the days. And if, we mentioned this on, uh, on the panel also, but uh, the band Hex Vessel, yes, was. Hex uh, Vessel. They, they tweeted at us thanking them for including them in that Easy Wickening episode and specifically name-dropped Gwydion Penderwin as an artist they were were proud to be featured alongside. Yes.
8: (laughs) Stuff no one knows what we're talking about.
9: Um, Not even us uh, before we research it.
32: Uh, Last question, uh, how can people find you in the show and do you have anything that you want to say to the Young Hour fans? Music, rock and
9: roll
8: is dead. But our podcast lives. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're keeping it alive. Check us
6: out at feralaudio.com backslash beyond yacht Also on iTunes, beyond yacht rock.
8: There might Fo- be some hyphens in
6: there. Also follow at yacht rock on iTunes, at JD Risnar on Twitter, at David Lyons on <laughs> David.
7: at David underscore B underscore Lyons at Hollywood Steve
9: H that's me I'm on Twitter
8: Uh, this is at Hunter Stare at Twitter and I just want to be clear it's feralaudio.com backslash show backslash beyond
9: dash yacht Dash rock I mean if you go to the feral audio website it's gonna be pretty easy to find
2: so we're back here at the feral audio starburns booth and
3: we have Poppy and Titanic who just stopped by. Wait, can you just explain what you guys are doing like a project while you're at Comic-Con? Can you just like explain it? A
26: yeah, we do a youtube.com/poppy. Uh, I direct and then Poppy here is is our uh the face of Poppy. <laughs> and um we're doing a show with Comedy Central and um yeah, they let us on the red carpet for Star Trek which was fun. And I don't know why they allowed us to be there. <laughs> so
3: wait, what's the project that you're doing? Like, you, you explain like what is actually happening with these interviews and stuff. Uh, Poppy is afraid of being shot.
30: So she's in a box.
26: Yeah, we we put her in like a, what, what appears to be a bulletproof um, case, um, which draws lots of attention, especially when you're on a red carpet and celebrities like have been asked the same ten questions over and over again. Um, so it was it was really pretty pretty silly. And um, you know, Poppy, she's never left LA before. She's never really left her studio before, ever. And so this is her first time in San Diego, and she thinks comic books are pretty, and um, <laughs> it's really exciting. <laughs>
2: What do you guys think of Comic Con? Like, is it overwhelming? Are you having a great time? What's your vi- general vibe? Costumes everywhere.
26: <laughs> yeah, um, this is, this is my first time somehow, um, but it's it's super super overwhelming because I thought there'd be comic books here uh, at the comic book convention, but um, it's pretty much just like video games and uh, and then Dustin. <laughs>
2: Right, Feral Audio, yeah. Yeah.
26: Feral Audio Station ID, the thing you hear... If you listen very closely, Feral Audio.
2: That's it, there it is. There it is. And it's,
26: uh... I can't remember if I. was... I think it was a C major chord that I did for that. And there's there's some Mellotron in there, there's an acoustic guitar that's slightly out of tune.
2: It's iconic. It's iconic. I think at this point... (laughs)
26: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have heard it. And anyone I meet uh, who's on Feral, who I've never met before, um... Dustin always introduces me as as that <laughs> yeah so it's yeah it's 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 good it's funny too we saw uh Johnny Pemberton uh his head is giant on a bus or on a train yeah and they, they have they have him on like the side of a building too we saw him it's pretty crazy it feels like a very feral comic-con <laughs> it's a, a very feral comic-con
2: that's yeah. the title of this episode yeah
26: it's pretty good, and we and we saw Dan Harmon and, and Jeff uh, Davis, yeah, and Spencer. It was cool. Cool. A lot of friends.
21: Love them all. Okay, well, thanks for talking to us, yeah. you guys. Thank yeah, you. thank you.
26: Okay, here at the
2: Starburns booth with Johnny Pemberton, and your podcast is called "Twisting in the Wind" or "The Wind." Twisting the Wind. Okay. Okay. And what did you, what art project did you just finish? It was really,
13: really good. I made a, it's a handmade uh, Goldman Sachs logo t shirt. For who? I made it for Noah because he is here all day, so I think he deserves a special t shirt and just, you know, yeah. Uh, How's Comic Con been so far for you? It's been, uh, I don't know, it's been neutral. It's been, um, I don't know, I don't think it's, nothing outstanding yet. Nothing's happened yet that I've noticed other than um, the, there's a very bright outside. The sun's very bright. It's hot. Yeah, Yeah. hot and bright.
15: Yeah.
13: It's good.
2: Cool. What do you geek out about? Like what's something that you would maybe be interested in going to look at or do?
13: If they had any uh, reggae stars from the 70s or 80s here, I'd be very happy and excited to meet them if they had any type of uh machete or knife products i think i'd be interested in that if they had any like um i don't know i don't
2: that's, that's the things those I are two that. very different things to be really yeah. into i like that
13: maybe they like an exotic fruit booth i'd be interested in that what's your favorite exotic fruit well, I've never had, I've only had a little bit of durian, but I want to try some more durian. I, I heard it smells really bad, is that true? It smells, it smells really bad, yeah. But I think it's probably smells bad in a sense that, same way cheese smells bad, where it smells bad, but it's also good. That's a good analogy.
2: I get it, yeah. Okay. Well, if I see any exotic fruit boots, I'll let you know. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Is that it? Yeah, I guess. Uh,
13: okay,
23: awesome. My name's Fred Sablon. I'm one half of the podcast Hour of Goon. Um, is this your first Comic Con? It is my first one I've ever been to, actually. Oh, what do you think so far? Uh, it's crazy. I've been to other like cons, you know, but everyone talks about this is like the main one, and and uh, I I'm pretty blown away by it. I'm a little overwhelmed because it's so many people.
1: Yeah.
32: <laughs> yeah. Um. If you were if you were here just as like an attendee, would you? Is there anything that you particularly want to see or?
23: Uh, I mean the I'm a big Star Wars nut so yeah.
32: I immediately went
23: to where like the sideshow collectibles and all that all the Hasbro like black series stuff I, I nerd out over that stuff but I'm always curious about like the comic book world yeah um, I, I've always dabbled in it but I've, I've always been fascinated so if anything I try to come here to be like inspired right. to read more
32: comics yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, talking about the podcast of goon, I think what's unique about it is that you guys do like a lot of like vocal, like f- f- filters, and, uh, yeah. and it's really the smoothest podcast out there. Oh wow! Thanks. Y- uh, yeah. Um, do you, like, can you speak to like how your music background influenced your podcasting? Like-
23: yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Jordy and I, uh, Jordy White's the other co-host of the show, and it—we are novices, even though we're musicians and we've traveled and all that, but. We're kind of novices as far as like engineering and sound effects and stuff. So it initially became like Jordy's like pet project of like making sound effects. But we thought we listened to podcasts and we thought, I don't know, we feel like the voices could be like umphed a little bit, like kicked up a little bit. So that's when we started, you know, we adding like delays or kind of distorting our voices a little bit or certain aspects go into certain sounds or then on top of that the soundscape stuff it just it just kind of out of like we wanted it to be weird we wanted it to be like listening to a radio show yeah yeah, yeah. like an old time radio show like you know oh they walk into a restaurant so all of a sudden you hear dishes and stuff we wanted that kind of atmosphere of it and also i don't know if a lot of people who listen but if you listen to the way we do it Jordy's on one side, I'm on the other, speaker-wise. Mm-hmm. We like to kind of make it a very stereo experience, so when you're sitting with headphones, you hear the, yeah. all the sounds.
32: We want people to listen to it with headphones. Uh, for any new listeners who might not be familiar with the show, have there been any memorable moments that stick out that you want to point new listeners to?
23: Uh, we've definitely had a couple moments that were... Uh, Mostly when we have guests, uh, we had our friend Jeff Hilliard on who is, uh, he makes these leisure suits uh-huh. um, and he's trying to become a motivational speaker to push his whole uh, leisure suit lifestyle and he calls it the fuck yeah zone. I don't know. But uh, that episode for some reason really sticks out with a lot of listeners yeah. and it's really just kind of the conversations that we dive into. For some reason, we we go pretty far with like what we expose ourselves but also getting other people to expose about themselves
32: right you guys have like uh i think approaching 30 uh yeah i think we have like
23: 28 episodes yeah it's almost 30 um so
32: weird is there anything that you've like discovered along the way about the medium of podcasting that you you had inherently like you were talking about some of the fan interactions that you've had earlier yes uh
23: that's been interesting is that how people who have been listening to the podcast have really jumped on certain things that we've talked about, how we we were talking about changing our names because we're always amazed when people have special spellings of their names. Mm-hmm. So we made fake spellings of our names and there was a fan who made a shirt with our new spellings on and they catch on to all, like I would made a joke about the singer of, the, of Black Flag thinking my name was bread. Uh-huh. He like I told him my name was Fred and he goes, Oh, bread. And I uh-huh. said, yes. And so there's constantly people calling me bread. Now they're just little things. like we. It, <laughs> but, uh, it's been interesting also, you know, Jordy and I, and he's my best friend. We talk every day, but we never noticed how much we don't talk yeah. specifically about all that. Like him and I getting together weekly and doing these podcasts have been like a discovery of like, oh, we're closer friends now because if we talk about all this stuff, you know, but we have to, there's things that when we don't want people to know about what we're talking about, we reverse the sound. <laughs> but then we found out that people were reversing those. Oh my god! To find out what we're, you know. Yeah. We That's didn't so realize cool. how deep people would go with some of our conversations.
32: Right. How do people find you on social media?
23: Um, uh, okay. Well, uh, I'm Fred Sablon. It's F R E D S A B L A N. It's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Jordy is the same. It's just. Jordy, uh, that's what it is. I think it's Jordy White on uh, on Twitter, but on Instagram, he's just he just got Jordy. Wow! But uh, but that's kind of the way. And then we have an hour of Goon Twitter. Um, and but mostly, yeah, go to feralaudio.com and you can check out our our stuff. But we're 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 still new to all this. We're still new to uh, podcasting. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of been our thing. Like, we're we're just discovering ourselves (laughs) in the podcast world. And also hearing other podcasts and getting
32: inspired by, like, how people have been doing theirs, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, Do you you have anything that you want to say to the listeners of the show? Uh,
23: I mean, you know, support podcasts. Support, listen. I mean, we were new to even listening to podcasts. We both kind of dabbled in listening. But mm, listen to podcasts, it's really, you kind of you find friends it's weird but like even doing this and i hate even saying our listeners are fans because they become our friends by they relate to what we're talking about and that's what i've been discovering with podcasts is like you relate to what people are doing you know so listen yeah. to the feral audio ones i've been li- i've been checking them all out and i love them like yeah. i really di- digging them all you know
28: yeah cool thank you so much for your time thanks for having us. I'm Jacob. I'm Justin. And our show is Before You Were Funny. Uh,
32: so speaking on your
11: You know, it depends. I think we get some personal stuff uh, out in the the one-on-one. Yeah, you know, like it does that, get
28: a little more personal. Well, I don't know. There's been a couple live shows that were like really personal. Almost
11: because people are performing, they're willing to share more without yeah. thinking
28: about it. Maybe, you know what? I, I take like it back. The live Jacob's show, right. the live show, kind of feels like a big communal like sleepover where everyone's like kind of slap happy, <laughs> like at four in the morning. Like if you do a live show, even if we sell out, it's like a hundred people are there and then no one ever gets to hear it ever again. And if it's a podcast, then everyone gets to hear it.
11: Yeah, I don't know. I think the accessibility of podcasts is really cool. I listen to a bunch, and mm-hmm. it's always like driving or doing laundry. Or right. you can multitask with podcasts in a way that I feel like with TV, I want to watch. It's
28: inappropriate when I bring a treadmill to a live show. So if I listen to a podcast, then I can kind of get away with it. But also with our show in specific, like because it's comedians reading. Uh, and performing their old sketches. When it's in person, you get to see them laughing and reacting to it. But when it's on uh, a podcast, you get to like imagine the characters they're playing, and it f- it can kind of be whatever in your brain. Um, so that's fun too. We're going for the theater of the mind, baby. That's the phrase. Yeah. There are a few that come
11: to mind for me. One was the uh, Aaron McGaffey. I was going to say on that one show. too. Yeah.
28: Aaron's is pretty amazing. Very her, emotionally was, like, vulnerable, but yeah. funny. She like really towed the line. If you like Erin well. <laughs> that's a good example of she wrote fan fiction about one of her teachers in high school. Um, also, it wasn't technically on our show, but we did Harmontown and surprised Dan with some of his writing that he sent in when he was on our show that we didn't use. And yes. seeing him do that in a fan, like fan filled room was super fun. One time, our buddy Echo, who's on
11: Legends of Tomorrow now, decided he needed to pee in the middle of the live show, so he just got up and peed. Well,
28: first, he whispered in Justin's ear like every couple minutes for a few minutes to the point where I I was like, okay, what's happening, guys? Uh, Because he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to break the fourth wall, but he also didn't want to, you know, wet the fourth pants. (laughs) Yeah. Right? That's a thing. Peter
11: of the Minds. Peter of the Minds. P E E. Yeah. All right. Well, when you have to explain a joke, that's why we do Before You Were Funny. Yeah. As of now, we're on iTunes, so uh, we release episodes every two weeks on Mm -hmm. Mondays. Uh, You can go to at BYWF podcast, you can go to Feral Audio, find our
28: podcast. BeforeYouWereFunny.com is a good place. Uh, Instagram,
11: at BeforeYouWereFunny. Yeah.
28: We mostly use the Twitter account, I would say. I feel like mostly Twitter, uh, rarely Facebook. We should use Facebook more. Yeah, Facebook um, feels bad. You know, like Facebook
11: has felt really left yeah. out
28: lately. <laughs> but everything's on either Feral or BeforeYouWereFunny.com. Uh, we like the show and we want lots of people to listen to it, so if you like it, tell someone about it. Share your favorite episode with them. Tweet at us. Tell us what your favorite yeah, episode is. Yeah, I'm curious is.
11: to know what your favorite moments are from the show. Um, everybody's been so nice whenever they reach out and they say that it like means a lot to them. I know a lot of people like that it's something that they connect to, like seeing bad material from somebody you really respect and love is, like, something that brings people a little closer, I feel like, to feeling that like they can do whatever they want to do, and, yeah. and I don't know, we want to know what stuff you're into from the
32: show. Yeah. I
28: At BYWF that. Podcast. On on Twitter.
32: Uh, Could I have your name and the name of the show that you host?
36: The
28: name of me,
36: uh, Steven, Brody Stevens, a.k.a. Brody Stevens. The show I do is entitled... The Festival of Friendship, yes, the F-O-F. It's fun,
32: and it's good to be friendly with people. That's what it is, being Uh, positive. uh, Why specifically, like, did you throw yourself into the medium of podcasting over something else?
36: Well, I do both podcasting, live streaming on Periscope. I do uh, obviously Twitter and Instagram, and I do live stand-up comedy and live television presentations, comedy warm-up. So, doing a podcast for that reason is—it's uh, just you—it's ha- just almost a must these days for your. Ha- oops, you're having that interaction. You're having that concentration. You're speaking. You're not under the pressure of making an audience laugh. So you're developing a different muscle because you're relaxed, usually, unless you're stressed out or nervous about your guests, which I'm sure that happens too. So as a comedian, it's almost mandatory to work that muscle. And by working that muscle, it's going to help you on stage. Same thing with the periscope. I feel I, I work them all together. but. I'm guilty for not having my podcast be on a consistent basis because, yeah, it's easy to say, do a podcast, do Periscope, do Twitter, do your open mics, which I don't do, but I don't need, I don't do, but do your spots, do the warm up, send, return the emails, take the photos. You're telling, it's like a lot of stuff. That's, I mean, it's just, that's why it just, it's, it helps is a stand-up, and I think you you learn from the guest. There's laughs, so
32: there's nothing negative about a podcast. I feel uh, in your time at Farrell, have there been any like particularly memorable moments during the festival of friendship that you want to share? To
36: I mean, for me, mm-hmm. when I get in that when I get into that uh, zone, I like cranking them out one to two a week, when I was really doing that, I would say overall, just the fact that I do get feedback. I don't think there's like one moment like that was a great moment because I, I could take this podcast to uh, do it, push it more. I think part of that is booking guests, you know, making the time, having the schedule. That's what I need. I need structure. I want to do more Festival of Friendships. This podcast, it could reach newer heights. I can turn this into like a Bob Costas later with Bob Costas. To be associated with these shows, Starburns, Dan Harmon, Steve Agee, Chelsea Peretti, Greg Turkington at one time. Was Neil Hamburger still on the network? Neil Hamburger. That gives you clout in the comedy community. But Farrell, to be accepted by Dustin, who's one of the... uh, He's cutting edge. He's He's aggressive emo. We like it. So... I'll never leave Farrell. This is like a lifetime commitment, because I, I, for my own sense of well-being, to say that I, I, interact with Dan Harmon. Dustin is a—he's uh, one of the few, one of the few podcasts in Passarios, in the world, dare I say? So I know that, and I see Dustin growing. I see. It. I see him working on that show, working on that show, working on that show. Where I'm not going to, I'm not going to bust his balls. Away. Hey, give me a guest, but he's asked. He's asked. Brody, you want us to help? These guys always reach out. They got me a pass. They reach out. It's up to me. I mean, that's what it is. This, for me, when you when you have, when you have when your toe is dipped into the uh, quote unquote alternative comedy community. And then you take it a step further—an alternative podcast community. It just gives me that found, gives me that, you know, freedom to really open my mind up. And sometimes it's controversial, but having the backing of Farrell, having the relationships with uh, Kumail Nanjiani, having the catalog of shows that I have, allow me to you know say what i want to say and it sometimes it goes against the grain but that's what dustin allows freedom of speech but i want this podcast to grow i need them to cut five podcasts today i want the attention i'm kidding that would be funny right i come to i go to comic con i want i want more attention get rid of those podcasts that's a threat that's funny No, I love it
32: here. What's your name again? Yusung. Yusung? How do you spell it? Y-U-S-O-N-G. Yusung. Really said it fast. Listen, you're
36: doing a great job. Oh, thanks. I'm proud that you're an intern. And uh, have a great day. Yeah, loved it. You did a great job, Yusung. My name is Stephen Brody Stevens, host of the FOF, a.k.a. Festival of... Friendship theme song provided by Clownvis. Where's Clownvis from? The Baltimore area. Who else is from there? The host and creator of Drunk History, Derek Waters. And on that note, have a wonderful Comic Con. <laughs>
1: It stays open forever And we'll learn how to dance in uh, the shape uh, You the Gonna get high uh, all day uh, I'll buy all that uh, I can, babe To keep uh, you entertained, uh, babe Then we'll learn how to the shape of all the sketches uh, for all the clothes uh, that you want, uh, dear Learn to sew and play And we'll live like dames in the honest attention Baby, don't you wanna be famous? Don't you wanna be rich? We can fuck in the art school When you walk walk in the the door, door. baby, don't you wanna be